Welcome back, friends. You are tuned in to the Bones Brigade audio show. I'm Larry, and with me, as always, is Matt. Matt, how are you, sir? I'm doing good. I think the better question is, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing a lot better than I was last week. Yeah. Uh, it was, yeah. yeah. It was pretty pretty wild a uh, couple days last week. Yeah, let's just get this out of the way. Let's address the elephant in the room real quick. Okay. So, Larry, why don't you, for those of, of, uh, of you who follow us on Instagram, you've probably saw, but my friend here, Larry, had a bit of an, bit of an episode a couple weeks ago. And, uh, well, Larry, you tell, tell the story. Okay. First off, how are you doing? Let's, let's just get this out of the way. Uh, I'm doing okay. How are I'm you? doing okay. I'm doing, doing okay. good. I'm getting better. I still don't, I mean, all things considered, I don't know if, I don't know. I'm just, my current state is of just being completely worn out and tired at all times. Yeah. I don't know if that's from, I don't know if the right words, the trauma or the shock of it all, or just, sure. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just wiped out. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if that's, that's a normal thing. And maybe it is. I don't know. I really don't know anything about it. All right. So if you want to know the tale, I can uh, divulge a little bit. Let's, why don't you tell the tale? I mean, you okay. don't have to get into gory details or anything, but yeah. So I'm at work and I'm getting ready to dispatch and I'm kind of feeling some discomfort in my chest. And I kind of just figured like, oh, that's the, the ailment of the day. Cause you know, some days my back's hurting or my knees feel like they're the size of bowling balls or, you know, today sure. my ankles clicking when I walk or whatever. So I'm just like normal byproduct. Yeah. Just getting old. Yeah. Today is chest day, I guess. Maybe I pulled a muscle or something. Yeah. So as the day goes on, it's kind of getting a little more intense and starting to transfer from a discomfort to a pain. Mm. So I'm still not thinking too much of it. And then, you know, I start to realize man, I'm really out of breath. I'm kind of having a hard time breathing. So now I have to do these, these deep breaths. And every time I'm like inhaling, it's hurting really bad. Oof, man. And uh, I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know what this is all about. And then it just keeps going and going and I'm, it's kind of getting worse and worse. And I'm trying to like figure out what's going on. And I'm just like, maybe I'm having a heat stroke because I had a heat stroke about three years ago. Okay. But I was like, I don't know. And is... just so everyone knows, you're you like, do you want to tell what you do? Like what Oh, I'm a delivery driver for like okay. one of the big, you know, delivery companies. One of the big or carriers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I'm you're just moving like, around, you're yeah, on, I'm the on the sun move, all day. jumping in and yeah. out of a truck, you know, I'm lifting big things and trying to just hustle because as soon as you're done, you get to go home, you know? Right. So then I'm just trying to figure out. I was just like, is this a heart attack? And I can't even believe like I'm thinking that sure. yeah so then i'm like you know i'm looking asking siri what what are the symptoms of or warning signs of you're having a heart attack and it's all starting to line up and i'm just like it, it just can't it just can't be like how could that be you know so it's yeah. like so then a, a little while later my legs and my arms get real tingly like they're falling asleep but it's just like way crazier than like if you've ever you know had a, your arm go to sleep on you or, or whatever and then right and i just keep pushing through i just keep working and i'm making my last stop and i'm walking back to the truck and i'm pouring sweat and i was like i think i have a fever and i felt like maybe i was going to pass out so at this point i was just like i need to go drop this truck off get in my car and go home because all i feel like i want to do is sleep right oh man yeah so i take the truck back i get out to the car and i was like i have two choices right now because it's still getting worse. I drive to the hospital 
and face the reality that something's wrong. <laughs> or I just go home and I go sleep to sleep and sleep yeah. it off. And I wake right. up in the morning and, <laughs> and you're cured. Right. Right. So I was like, okay, I'm going to drive home. And then suddenly I'm in my kitchen. Like I do not remember driving home. So I don't know what was going on. Wow. There. Yeah. And I, I guess so I hold on. Like, wait, wait, wait. So you, you, you really don't remember like, no, I remember getting, getting in, in your... my car and deciding, do I go home or go to the hospital? And then suddenly the next I'm thing in, you know, you're in your kitchen, I'm in my kitchen and I look like I'm in pain or, oh or I'm wincing or something. Yeah. And so my children's grandmother is there. Cause she's <clears throat> the kids are already on summer break and she's watching the kids and she's like, what's going on with you? And I was just like, you know, I think I'm having a heart attack. Oh you know, gosh. against the say that out loud, it was, it was crazy. And she's like, let's get in the truck. So we get in her truck and she drops me off at the, the emergency room door while she goes and parks. I go in and there's no line, like the little checkout window, thankfully. And the lady's oh, like, yeah. what's going on? And I'm just like, I think I'm having a heart attack. And they're like, what's wrong? I was like, insane pain right in the middle of my chest hurts to breathe. I can't feel my arms and legs. I have a fever. I'm sweating. I feel like I'm going to pass out. 30 seconds later, I'm in a wheelchair yeah, yeah. Being wheeled down this road or down this hallway. And they're like, we don't have any open room. So we're going to hook you up to an EKG right here in this, this hallway or whatever. Oh my gosh. Man. So I'm just like, okay. So shirt comes off. The lady's putting the little sticky probe things like on yeah. my chest or whatever. And I can't see the monitor. So she gets it hooked up. I can't see the monitor. She's looking at it. And I can't remember exactly what she said. It was like either like a oh my God, or oh shit, or like, oh no, kind of thing. So she says that out loud. And I was just like, oh no, <sighs> that's not good. But also part of me is like, okay, thankfully it's bad news in a way. Cause I don't want to be the guy that shows up to the hospital and they're just like, sir, nothing's wrong with you or whatever, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so that, oh, that's, well, that, that's one way of finding yeah. a silver lining, I guess. Yeah. So then she calls the, she's like, doctor, get over here quick. And he, he looks at the monitor and he's just like, and then he looks at me and goes, a lot of things are going to be happening really fast from a lot of people. And they just cruise me off. And, and now there's like bells and sirens going off, you know, stat and, and people are running and sure scrubbed people. And with the mask are like popping out of all these doors and I get taken wow. into this room and there's like incredible feels like there's 30 people in there like all yeah. like ready to go like wow wow so they lift me up and they're like okay we got to take all your clothes off so i get stripped down and uh at this point i kind of just like realize like i'm not in control anymore so i just kind of close my eyes just give like, yourself over I, to yeah, it yeah i just like yeah. i don't even really want it because i feel like like i'm already in pain from you know the heart yeah. attack mm-hmm I have a feeling I'm about to be, I don't know if I'm going to get probed or cut or sliced or I don't know what's happening. So to close I, your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I just, just like it. trying to like yeah. put my brain somewhere else. Right. Yeah. So they're like, we're going to give you morphine, you know, cause I got hooked up to all of a sudden, like I'm hooked up to all these other machines. I got like, yeah. IVs and like all this stuff. And they're like, we're going to give you morphine. And I was just like, no, thank you. But you know, I don't have a choice. <laughs> Because, yeah. So I'm just like, yeah. well, this is not going to be good if they're giving me morphine. So then that hits. And that was, I don't, I don't even know how to describe that feeling, but for like 30 seconds, I was freaking out. And I think I was like yelling or screaming and they're like, it's going to, it's going to pass. It's going to pass. And then I don't really remember too much. I mm-hmm. do remember them. They're like, we have to send a camera to your heart to take some pictures and video 
we have to send it in through your wrist or your groin. <laughs> Holy shit. And I'm just like, those are the two, those, like, you can't come in through the neck. Like, could it be <laughs> any more no farther closer. away? Yeah, there's no way. <laughs> we got to go in through your little toe. Yeah. Yeah. So then they start shaving me for this camera. And oh my God, so dude. the wrist thing worked. So thankfully, and then I can remember, like, not that it was painful because I was like, knocked up on the drugs but you could feel it like going like yeah i would say arm. to any 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 uh listeners who are squeamish maybe hit yeah i don't know fast forward for 30 seconds or something <laughs> yeah so then i don't remember too much anyway they got the camera in there they, they got the camera in there and they checked it all out yeah, yeah, yeah and they got the info they needed and then uh and then i don't really know how much time had passed but then there was like only two people in the room and it didn't seem like like it, I was like, Oh, it's over. Like what's going on. Yeah. 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 And then, so my kid's grandmother who had driven me to the hospital, they brought her in at one point and I don't barely remember her ever being there. Apparently she took some video of me like saying wild stuff, um, <laughs> which I don't really care to, to watch. Um, <laughs> we'll put that on the YouTube. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll get that on the Instagram. <laughs> so then I had to wait for a room to open up you know, like a hospital room for yeah, me to go. Yeah. They're like, you're, you're spending at least one night here. We're just waiting for the room. And there was some gentleman keeping an eye on my monitors. He was almost like in this control room. Like he was a sound man. So he was like in this booth, like keeping an eye on all these machines I was hooked up to. Crazy, and then dude. I remember thinking, I need to call my work. I need to like call out of work. Cause I don't know yeah. when, when, when I'm coming back. And then, so I remember calling my boss. I don't remember what I said, or maybe I didn't even make sense. And then FaceTiming the kids. And then I got taken up to the room and I was able to walk. I used the bath. I just had like this little gown on. No, yeah. And all it is, is like a, I don't even know what you would call it. Like when you go like a bib, basically like the bath yeah. is all open. Yeah. Like yeah. Stark raving nude. And uh, so I used the bathroom and then they put me in the bed and they considered me a, a fall risk. So I wasn't allowed to get up and use the bathroom. I had like the bedpans. So they're still trying to like go through all the tests and, and figure everything out. And something that was like annoying was like everyone would come in, you know, like one at a time, all these different doctors and, and nurses and stuff. And they'd be like, okay, what happened? And I'd have to tell the whole story. And then 10 minutes later, somebody would, else would come in like, okay, what happened? I'd tell the story. Yeah. I was just like, can you not put this in a chart that the next yeah. guy who's going to come in can just like reference that? Cause I told the story like three or four times, all these people. Yeah. So it was kind of annoying. And then eventually they come in, they're just like, yeah, you had a heart attack. No art. None of your arteries are blocked, thankfully. Mm -hmm. So what it comes down to, I guess I had an inflammation of the, the heart covering or the heart's like in a sack or something. Mm -hmm. And it was just going crazy and getting yeah. more and more inflamed all day long. And then finding out I have two leaky valves. So like the heart or the, the blood wasn't pumping properly. And yeah, so it was just, just uh, caused havoc. So I spent the wow. night in the hospital and the next day, oh, I woke up at some point in the night, my chest was like starting to hurt again real bad. So I called the nurse. And I was just like, oh no, is this is going to be an ongoing thing. And they gave me some medicine for that. Um, and that chilled out. And I remember, I don't know, it 
spent the night and they, uh, uh, I don't know. I lost my train of thought. It was, no, it's yeah, okay. it was just wild. Yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. You texted me in there somewhere. Yeah. 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 I was like texting. You're like, few, dude, I had people. a heart attack. Yeah. And I'm like, Holy <laughs> shit. yeah, it was freaking nuts. So yeah. I spent the night and then I came home the next day, you know, they gave me some, apparently, you know, I think I kind of got off easy because, you know, I did make that post on Instagram saying like, Hey, I'm in the hospital. I had a heart attack and some other people reached out and it, that said like, Hey, I never really, you know, went public with it, but I had a heart attack a couple of years ago and I had this, I had to do this, this, and, you know, I had an operation and yeah, stents put in. I was just like, wow, I kind of got off easy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I, apparently it's going to be treatable with medication that I'll have to probably be on the rest of my life and stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was wild. Well, that so was really uh, one was really night cool. in the hospital. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, it was really cool to see the uh, outpouring uh, that you got on Instagram there. Like so many yeah, people. Were that was kind of overwhelming. Cool stuff. Yeah. People were calling, texting. Yeah. You know, just replying to the post or DMing and yeah, yeah. I, I still haven't been able to, Get, get, I was like, I'm going to respond back to everybody. So I haven't been able to, to get through it all yet still. So hopefully I'll be yeah. able to get to that. But yeah, I've been, uh, I was home for a few days and I actually uh, already, cause I was like, when can I go back to work? And uh, I was hoping they'd say like, oh, not for a month or, you know, you can <laughs> yeah, never sure. work. You can never work again. <laughs> you know? And I'd be like, oh my God, thank God. But the doctor was like, you can go back tomorrow. And I was just like, there's no way I'm going back tomorrow. You know, oh, I was no. like, that just yeah. sounds, yeah. So I, I stayed home for a few days and kind of just slept. It felt like I was like, I would sleep for two hours and I was up for two hours sleep up, you know, like yeah. these two hour shifts. I felt like I was hit by a car. I was so sore and so tired. A lot of the soreness has gone away, still super tired and kind of lagging, but yeah, that's oh, kind of, that's kind of it in a nutshell. Dude, I'm, I'm really glad you're okay. Yeah, me too. That's, that's, uh, that's terrifying. Yeah, it was, it was pretty scary. Again, you know, just like I kind of said, like coming to the conclusion, like I'm having a heart, like, how could that be? You know, it's just like, you know, I'm not overweight. No, yeah. I'm not like guzzling yeah. booze and burgers or anything. You right, know? right, right. Like, yeah. 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 So I guess that's why the arteries were clear, but something going on with the heart, you know, and uh, I have a follow-up appointment soon. To, you know, I'll have more information then. So, well, man, I'm glad that uh, your your uh, kid's mom, uh, or I'm sorry, your kid's grandmother was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, she wasn't there. I probably would have just gone to sleep. And that I think I'd even told them. You know, talking to the doctors, I was just like, I I just wanted to go home and sleep. And you know, he said, "Thank God you didn't do that, and you came to the hospital." I kind of didn't want to quiz him on what would happen if i did go yeah. I, I was just like i don't even if he's got crazy yeah. news i didn't even want to think about that but well there's a lesson to be learned here i guess yeah don't know. ignore your body don't ignore your don't body. be afraid to yeah. go to the hospital yeah well dude I'm, I'm really glad to hear you're okay i know that was a uh it kind of happened in the midst of you know kind of us getting an episode together and i'm we were like oh i don't know if we're going to be able to get the you know, if I were going to be able to finish the episode off and it's like, don't worry about it. Man. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of why I made the post to let people know. Yeah, it's like, a... you know, come this Sunday, there might not yeah. be an episode, but, we, but there was we, one we pulled you, it off. Yeah. You pulled yeah. it off. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, man, crazy stuff, dude. Yeah. Crazy yeah, we, stuff. Nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. But thanks say... to everyone that, that reached out is, is very nice to hear from everybody and 
yeah, made me made me feel good. Absolutely, dude. Yeah. Well, that that's uh that's a pretty hot topic, right? Yeah, that is a that, that was a, a hot topic. Scorching topic, yeah. Very, very much so. Yeah. Well, what else besides heart attacks do we have to talk about before we start the show? Let's talk about the show today. Okay, Let's yeah. This is we the episode we 35. We're digging into the 1993's play, the video play. And we're going to be joined today once again by friend of the show, Jim Fitzpatrick. And I invited Skate Talk Bob to come on. He's like the host of a you know pioneering internet skateboarding talk show, which yeah everybody has these days, but you know. A decade or so more ago, Bob was leading the charge and he's a big fan of play. And so yeah. I was like, who, who better than to have, have on and talk about play than skate talk, Bob. Yeah. So as we learned in the last video, in the last chaos video, uh, this was Jim's final video with Powell. Yeah. He kind of told the story. I think he forgot that there was one that came after chaos. Yeah. Yeah. So if you go back, if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to chaos and Jim will recount sort of the, uh, the kind of the stuff that led up to him leaving Powell. But this was in fact, his last, mm -hmm. his last little uh, foray into the video world at Powell. And then he was more or less uh, let go from Powell, like pretty much right after this video finished, you know, wrapped, I guess on production. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds of it. So all right. So what else? Anything else to talk about before we get those dudes on or? Well, I had a, uh, I did jot down a few things. All right. I saw, um, so every once in a while, I guess like when Powell comes out with new boards all of a sudden, you know, it's like, oh, let me pop on Facebook here while I'm using the restroom or whatever. And uh, they're putting out a general issue. Remember that old board? Yeah. Like a, the camouflage. The camo. yeah, 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 yeah. Like the military general issue mm -hmm. with the star. I think it's just, slapped on like a cruiser board shape that they have out already but i don't okay. know something about it sometimes i just see boards and you just vibe with it and i was just like yeah yeah this is cool i was like i think i want to get it yeah but i'm always curious when the where those images come from i think they go out to like shops or dealers and then they get leaked online or something because yeah i've seen that like, happen a few times like here's all our new colorways coming out and then you go to the power yeah. site or skate one and there's and they're no, not on there yeah that's not on there any yeah. mention of it anywhere yeah. so it's like a pre-book thing or something you know like get your order in now or something yeah yeah yeah. but yeah i'm gonna i think i'm gonna grab that board and set it up when it comes yeah out. well and also you showed me they're coming out with that diamond logo yeah, board, yeah like the like team a, board yeah i guess that would be like a board yeah like a 95 96 97 yeah. type era when they didn't have because i think between like 93 and 97 they didn't have pro model boards it was all just like right logos and generic right. graphics or whatever so somewhere yeah. somewhere in there yeah they're coming out that diamond logo shape which i think is just on a like a from the looks of it it looks like it's a modern modern, like a modern popsicle. popsicle i yeah. don't think that was probably the exact because it's like an 825 mm -hmm. which was huge for yeah, back it would then, have been a little skinny like in a the 90s. 775 or something like that, probably in the 90s. Yeah, I'm kind of picturing like the uh, scenic drive video, like everyone's riding that board or something, yeah. you know, it's yeah, like yeah. from that kind of era. That's kind of interesting stuff, though. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. I saw that Super 7, those uh, Wave 2 of the Bones Brigade figures has come out. Very cool. Um, I know we talked about an, in another episode they were coming soon, but now they're they're definitely out. And uh, Stacy 
Peralta has continued his, he's been putting out these great stories mm -hmm. and uh, images on Instagram. If you're not tuned in to Stacy's Instagram, you got to go do that. And then I had one more thing I wanted to ask anybody. We've got some new videos up on our YouTube. Go oh, check yeah. out our YouTube, subscribe to that, hit our Instagram. And if you're not following us or the, I don't know if it's called follow or subscribe on Apple podcasts, if you could follow us there, maybe even leave us a review that would help us out. Let's try to maybe if anyone could help us kind of help the show reach some, some new people that would be very much appreciated. Definitely. Always. Yep. Yeah, the uh, the stuff you you've been putting up on on the uh, YouTube, we touched on it last episode, but mm -hmm. I actually got to watch as of the rec the recording of yeah, this episode. Yeah. They just we hadn't came had out. those on yet. Yeah, yeah. So I I just watched them this morning. The Skate Master Tate Ear of Tate video, which is uh -huh. incredible, and I need to get a pair of 3D glasses so I can see if that still works because I think it probably will. It, it was a pretty would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. And I watched the first uh, pilot skate TV, and man. They, 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 those, it those, got better. It, it got, got better. better. I was just yeah, going to yeah. say, yeah. <laughs> I noticed there's definitely how some there's very a... awkward interviews, you know. Yeah, uh, I think the there. theme song was a little different. Yeah, like, yeah Not yeah. as produced. Like, they must have, yeah. like, self. Well, actually, we're going to dig into, we're going to do a skate TV series soon. And we're going to yeah. dig into skate TV pretty heavily. I'm actually kind of looking. It's been on my brain. I'm kind of looking forward to, to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, so sorry for the poor quality, like that tape has been in storage in varying temperatures for mm -hmm. 33 years and, and it's taken its toll on the tape. Yeah. So actually, so the first thing I did was I captured that skate TV episode and I was just like, Whoa, it's so bad. And then, uh, I did the skate master tape and it was kind of bad, but I was like, Oh, let me fiddle with the wires. And it like cleared up the picture. And I was like, oh, well, then let me redo the the skate TV and see if that helped. It didn't. It was worse somehow. So I don't know if just playing that tape once and capturing it was just like, that's all I've got. You know, the, the tape just gave, you know, it's just it's shot. Last it was his, yeah, yeah. His last breath. Yeah. yeah. So, well, it's good. I mean, it's definitely, you know, it's definitely like warbly, but the sound is there. The video is there. Yeah. If you really it's, need it's to see it, it's definitely watchable. Can, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not. Yeah. Cause that know. gentleman wrote in and said it was, you know, it's never made it to the internet. So that was yeah. what got me, you know, if he never wrote in that tape would still be in a box and yeah. Yeah. So it's great. There's a great, uh, uh 89 era band this uh caballero interview in there mm -hmm. which is which was really good yeah uh laurie rigsby has a little in there. yeah Carabeth, lance Jesse talking Roach. about the skate article uh obstacles skate obstacles yeah yeah. yeah 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 that's before he was like what was the segment like in the in the shop with lance oh yeah in the shop yeah. yeah with skate with yeah skate so they had like kind of fully yeah. dialed it in yeah you know? But it's very Powell heavy, and it's got like the first band this or the band this world premiere uh, thing in there. Yeah, I was super. So it's a to super Powell heavy episode, mm -hmm. which makes sense because that's yep, yeah. you know Paul Stacy was producing it and everything. Yeah, but uh, was he producing it, directing it, directed, directing, and by Craig and Stacy, and then I think Craig had like art direction credit to or yeah. something like that, and Robert uh, Kittela was you know involved. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it was just like. 
let's make a show who makes the best yeah. skateboard stuff oh the powell guys so they yeah. just like let's get them on board you the know. nadas interview is hilarious too yeah what's the highest you could ollie five yeah, a stack five of dimes yeah, yeah. <laughs> well we're kind of doing a show about the you know we got to save that we'll save all this for the uh yeah the, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah episode yeah but, but it's yeah, up there now go, it. go yeah. check it out it's it's really funny it's yeah really and then i isolated just the the band this premiere clip too as its own separate separate yeah. thing i might even put that clip on the instagram too just that should. quick clip yeah, yeah that'll be good yeah. so there there it is the hot topics hot topics yep all right should we bring on the guys let's let's get them in here let's all right this. ladies and gentlemen please welcome jim fitzpatrick and skate talk bob <laughs> all right so here we are with jim and bob thanks for joining us guys thanks for having me Pretty excited to talk to you guys all about play. And as always, the set the tone, I kind of read off some of the major credits about this. So play was released on VHS in 1993 and it's Bones Brigade video number 14, which yeah. uh, I'm starting to take issue with. And Jim, I'm going to bug you about that in a minute. Good. It, it has a running time of 21 minutes and 49 seconds. Uh, executive producer, George Powell. Producer Jim Fitzpatrick, directed by Jim Fitzpatrick, Todd Hastings, Mark Hunt, screenplay by Jim Fitzpatrick. Absolutely. The dialogue in this thing is fascinating. Yeah, there's like <laughs> probably five words spoken in this whole video. There you go. That's why we get paid the big bucks. Yep. Edited by Jim Fitzpatrick and Mark Hunt and filmed by Jim Fitzpatrick, Todd Hastings, Mark Hunt, Scott Starr, Eric Villalobos, and a cast of thousands. So a couple general thoughts, Jim, I wanted to ask you, how did you conceive the title, the box art? And I'm also really into the idea of, you know, you're continuing that theme and packaging the video with, I think it came with two or three crayons cover yeah. was black and white. And I guess the idea was for you to color in the box. Yeah. The idea was to play, I, you know, I, I, I look back, you know, it's funny you know, play is a great concept and there's, there's no rules in play. And when you play, if you, if it's free form as it should be, then you can do whatever you want and you can change spontaneously instantly. And I've, since we've been talking about doing this discussion, I've been watching kids play and, you know, my, ed, my background as a Montessori educator, a lot of, we used to talk about the kids doing their work. And I always had trouble with that word because it, it has the connotation of, obligation to do something whereas play there's no obligation it, you know living in santa barbara you know things like okay so my daughters were in a ballet studio and so were so was john cleese's daughter so it means that john cleese and i are standing next to each other and sitting next to each other at the nutcracker production uh -huh. so i don't know if you're in st louis if that sort of thing can happen matt but you know <laughs> I, I i love john cleese there's there's and the idea that he's on the board of directors of the University of Edinburgh because that's where he went to school and all this. Yeah, I mean, there's just, there's so many things. Monty Python, I mean, those guys played when they made films and they played with the audience because it was so, it was insane. It was so spontaneous. It was so, so to me, this project was so warped and so constrained by by the collapse, if you will, of the, you know, I think it should be called the uh, bare bones brigade now. I mean, yeah. there was, there was nothing left. 
and we had video cameras and we had the skate zone and we had, I still had my Powell credit card so we could buy gas. I think Mark Hunt was, I think he was looking for a job. I don't think he was on the payroll. Todd was on the payroll. I was still on the payroll. Um, Scott Starr was still an independent photographer. So it was just, and, and the, you know, that funnel of a decade of video making, Bones Brigade promotions, the world tours, everything that we had done, and all of it was going down that funnel. It was being squoze right into the drain before it went through the curve of the pipe. I mean, it was it was really disastrous what was happening in my mind, and yeah. everything was being broken. So play came to me as it, it was it's like the essence of expression and i i mentioned john cleese because he says in, in this quote he says there's no wrong in play and that's the way i felt we could do anything we fucking wanted because there were no restrictions as far as the video was concerned and then watching it recently i see that in pretty much everything all of the choices that i made as the editor and the flow and the order there were whole other sequences i i would estimate with five or six maybe more skaters mm -hmm. and the the door just kept the turnstile at the door just kept turning. it was like mm -hmm. who's getting and, less and, and less people I mean, every is, day is yeah I, and i mean is there a pro skater in there i i think cab gets his balls whacked yeah uh, you know spy wade is in there for you know a very short sequence like wade Ken erickson jeff taylor pro jeff taylor Right, but there was never any Jeff Taylor product. Doing a pro model? I, I was there. I mean, I in my mind there was never a Jeff Taylor pro model. I feel like within a year after this video, the Powell stopped making pro models. Yeah, ex exactly. Yeah. yeah, and which goes back to when I was first hired. You know, George George made it very clear that he did not want individual stars. He didn't want skaters to become stars. He wanted the Bones Brigade to be the thrust of the work. And then ultimately, of course, we had, there was a whole ad campaign in Thrasher and Transworld where we had Robert Kittle, uh, amongst other photographers, took individual portraits of Steve Size. Yeah, I remember Tony those. Huck and Ray Underhill. So, you know, there were strong individual graphics, strong individual performances in prior video productions. But this video, Play, actually lived up to what George's original concept was. It was just a group of skateboarders playing. And I look at the video and I think, I can't believe the skating that's in there. I mean, everything, it, it's just like a flippity flop. Everything's a flip, yeah, a kick yeah. flip, a tray flip, whatever, to a rail, a curve, you know, to a blunt slide. I and mean, it's just, and ultimately the skating is, you know, it's not far from what is perceived as being you know, contemporary skating today, 30 years later. So on one hand, the, the level of play is pretty astounding, I think. So this is your last project at Powell, and then the axe came down and you were fired. Yes. And you kind of told that story previously. Yeah, yeah. And that I was, I was working on the Pat Brennan, and I don't think Pat Brennan's in the video. No, and no. I, I, uh -huh. And he had a whole sequence. Oh, wow. I mean, he, he was featured as far as having a sequence and having great footage. And I worked a lot on Pat's part. And by the time, 
by the time we got around to finishing the video it's like what you know and he was i think he was skating for lance at the firm or yeah something. yeah he went to the firm yeah and that's when you know he bought my car for 700 bucks and then blew it up on the freeway <laughs> how, how did you choose who, who would be in this video you know why why rackman why jamie why chris sin well it was yeah i mean a lot of that was determined by who was getting product not necessarily product that was in their name but we were giving product to these people and so todd being the team manager uh was flowing a lot of product and originally you know, one of the purposes of the original, the other, let's say, 12 or so videos was to present the Bones Brigade skateboarding skateboarders to the home audience, if you will. And look, here's these guys that can do this. And oh, look, there's Steve Caballero doing a trick. Look, there's a Steve Caballero deck, shirt, sticker, poster, etc., that you can buy at your local skate shop. And so retailers like them. And the sales department at Powell liked the videos. And that's what everybody was continuously hoping for. And then here's this video. with <laughs> I mean, there were Chris Send decks at that point, And there were Wade Spire decks at that point, And there was a little product that could be pushed. But by and large, there wasn't anybody with product. Amazing. All right, Bob, I want to hear about how does play relate to you at this point in 1993? In 1993, play is my virtual reality. Yeah. Wow. It's a, it's a big video for me in my life. Um, the local video store by my house, Westwood Video in Rancho Bernardo, uh, had, it had it. It had play. It had chaos. So I like habitually rented these videos. I didn't have access to any other ones. I didn't have access. I didn't see virtual reality until like 94, 95. I was late. I was late on a lot of videos. So play plays a good one for me. I, I mean, I've, I've watched it and rented it so many times. I like play. Nice. Excellent. It's a good, it's a, uh, it's a nice 1993 time capsule, you know. Definitely. Uh, Adidas shell toes, uh, white fade outs on edits, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's got um, the, some of the music, um, the, the sounds a little off, um, more so on other, par other parts, you know, it's just kind of like, uh, I don't know, for me, it's just like, a, it's a nice time capsule for 1993. Awesome. Also, at this point, I feel like the, the clothes were getting a bit skinnier than, um, you know, 92, 92 area. We're like coming out of the big, big, you know, big pants, small big wheels. pants, little wheels. Yeah, yeah. We're like a year away from that, like just going away. So I, uh, I didn't like that area. I didn't like the big pants, small wheel era too much. So I was I was happy. I, I like this video. Like uh, I liked when the, the wheels got bigger and the pants got a bit you know, slimmer and getting up a bit more simple shortly after this video yeah gold just out like in 90 that, that kind of changed everything would you call yourself a powell guy at this point oh yeah i was a powell kid yeah okay we're like blind kids i was a powell kid i was like uh you know i came in at ban this uh i saw ban this propaganda i lived in albuquerque new mexico at the time so again i didn't I, those are just the only videos that i had Ban this propaganda skate TV. That's all I had, you know. And so then I moved to San Diego um, in '93, actually '92, right, right, uh, right smack dab in the big pants, small wheels era. And uh, I was uh, Pal wasn't cool to my surprise to my fellow skaters uh -huh. in San Diego, but that was fine. I was still on board. 
I even bought like a Lance Conklin deck over a Gabriel Rodriguez blind deck. You know, like I was I was committed. You know, I remember going to this the skate shop. I I bought the uh the Lance Conklin, the was that the monsters deck? Mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. the rectangle, they're about to reissue it. And there was the, the the like Looney Tunes Gabriel Rodriguez board on the wall right next to it. And I grabbed the Lance Conklin. Uh, so I was a huge, I was on board. Stacy left, Bob stayed. You know, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I was like, what are we doing, Frankie? What, what do we do now? You know? Yeah, yeah. And so I stayed, I hung in there. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Matt, yeah. how about you? Where, where does play uh, pop in on your radar? You know, I remember, I remember play. I remember watching it a few times when it came out in 93. That was like sophomore year of high school for me, maybe junior year. I just got my license. I was definitely still skating, but you know, and I was a Paul, you know, I've been like, like Bob, dude, I've just, I'm Paul for life. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm Paul for life, man. Like there's no, there's no getting around it. I'll, you know, so I've always, even in the dark days, I flew the flag, but this wasn't one that I have too much history with. You know, I saw it a couple of times when it came out, but it was so short and uh, you know, I, I just, I mean, I I think my brother owned it. I remember it being on our shelf and it definitely got played, but I didn't, you know, at that point in time, I was sort of, I don't know, moving on to kind of other things and skating and that kind of stuff was a little, it was a little less important at that just for that, you know, a little bit in that mid nineties for me. So girls were involved, Matt. There were girls. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff was happening. Definitely. You know, music and all that stuff was picking up and you know how it goes yeah yeah <laughs> you know also that year in 93 you had like uh, uh like four and one had just started that year yeah down the real video came out uh snuff the spitfire video yeah there was yeah, a lot yeah there's so many videos they don't really have the staying power that videos used to have totally. you know a few years before also that year yeah cab's only 29 in that video tony's only 25 in 93 the black birdhouse is going they're considered like really super ancient old guys at that point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I feel like Cab was the only one that kind of went like full big pants, small whales guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's uh he's hanging in there with the trends. Yeah, yeah. I also wanted to comment the soundtrack on this one. You know, I hadn't watched play in a little while, but this is like a really great, like I enjoyed all the music, you know. So Jim, are you picking these tunes or with the skaters yeah. picking? Yeah. Yeah, and, and and that's another thing is it got so, I'm not going to say random. It was pretty random. Um, yeah. So, you know, the way I edited and the way, you know, Stacy and I, you know, I, I definitely followed suit with Stacy and the editing process, once you lay down your music, if you've decided to have particular music, then you can, you know, you match up the video and so what Stacy always tried to do was, I think I mentioned this before, was so if, I mean, an example would be you come up and, and you do a, you know, a, you do a slide on a curb or maybe on the coping on a ramp and you come up and you do a tail slide. And when you hit the coping uh, in that maneuver, if it makes a sound, you know, a clank or a kink or whatever it makes, and that's the beat of your music, if you've got three, four or four, four music, then that's your edit point going forward or backwards. So using the, the, the visual activity and matching it up with the beat of the music helps orient the viewer 
to the, the vibe, if you will, of what they're looking at. But if, if the, if, so if the skater is, you know, doing something that isn't in sync with the music, then it can unconsciously, you know, you can get sick watching it. That's not true, but it, you know, it, it's unconsciously, it can be unnerving. It's like, oh, it seems that. And I think in a couple of these sequences, the music and uh, the editing it isn't synced up because I, I had, you know, favorite music or other music that I was using. And then that person got, you know, so, so now whoever gets cut out, well, like Pat Brennan. So Pat Brennan's not going to be in it, but I had really good music that Pat, we were using for Pat's sequence. So it's like, oh no, the music's gone too. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, I think if I watched it more closely, if I watched it again closely, I might be able to pick apart some of that. All right, let's pop in the tape and uh, we can go this through this thing part by part. Do it. So we start with, uh, we see some children's building blocks. It's kind of like the, the theme of the, the movie and it spells out Powell Skateboards video number 14 which felt a little crazy to me. So I did a little looking and thinking. So just to go back a few videos, you know, video eight, that's, you know, named because it's video number eight. Celebrity Tropical Fish is number nine. Hot Batch, number 10. Chaos, 11. So here we are. The next video, Play, is 14. <laughs> What's going on there? Is that just... You guys just went random again, like when you switched band this to number six, when it should have been at, five. At no point, at no point. You know, we've talked about this before. At no point, and I've had this conversation with Cab and with Hawk and certainly Mike McGill a couple of times, Rodney Mullen. I've had this conversation. It's like, okay, so 30 years ago, did you ever think that we'd be sitting here having this conversation? And the yeah. answer is, fuck no. <laughs> yeah. So, the, the, you know, and, and you just mentioned, so here's Hawk, who, what'd you say? He was 25 yeah. in 1993, mm -hmm. right? So, I mean, he was old. Yeah. I'm 20 years older than he is. You know, I was, I was 45 in 1993. Okay. So, I mean, I felt like I was ancient, but now I'm 75. Man, I was a young man in 1993. So yeah, yeah. The, 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 I, I could I can't say that it was a conscious effort on my part. Did I lose count? Was I paying any attention? Did I care? I don't think so. You're just laying out the blocks and you're like, oh, yeah. what videos? Ah, oh, 14. Yeah. That yeah, 14 is a right. really yeah, good yeah. number. Yeah, it's, not, yeah. <laughs> it's not a prime number, but it's a good number. It's nice. two touchdowns and extra points. <laughs> and then we have a quick nine clip montage, and then we get the play title card again with the children's blocks. Opening montage plays ministry. Yeah, ministry. Yeah, hero. Yes. hero. Yeah, you got you know a, a trick from a few of the writers that stand out to me are Jamie Fortune switch varial flip five zero. Uh, yes, like, you know what's funny is when I watched this, I was just like, I don't know who any of these guys are. I can't tell anybody apart. Opening montage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. wondering who does the switch the switch flip that Love Parks switch flip and double flip at the oh, end of yeah. the. Is that I don't yeah. know who that is. I don't either. I don't know. Same, yeah. But I, that's cool. Love Park was in there. You know that kind of. Yeah, that's like a first in Apollo video, I think. 
yeah. wasn't big for another few years because of four and one Enrique Ola. Yeah. yeah. So credit to Pal for that one. Yeah. The one more thing about the opening montage. Okay. There's tricks in there that are actually in the skaters' parts. You know. Also, it's like redos or whatever. Yeah. What do you think? Yay or nay on that? Like opening definitely trick in the part. Is that good? Yeah, I is think it, we can do that. I think it's all right. Yeah. yeah. Totally. At this point, it's not a big deal. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Three, People not, got a little pickier later on about that. Later on, yeah. Yeah. Just, just you know, just something I observed. I, I yeah, I can. Re- you know, for me, it was just I, I, I don't know if I was skeptical about the, uh, you know, viewers. I think it was an effort on my part. It was just a tease. It was just meant as a tease. I think it's like, hey, there's something here. You may not believe it, and you might not want to play. But if you play, look, you know, here we go. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if we've seen an opening montage like you know, like a trick montage at the beginning of a Powell video since video show. Really. Video show. I was yeah. just gonna yeah. say it reminds me of video show. Yeah, they yeah. all open differently, you know. But yeah. that became after video show. It's like every video except Powell videos opened with like a trick montage. So that's yeah, that's so- pretty interesting. Yeah. No broken TV in this this video uh, also. Yeah, no Broke TV. TV. Don't yeah, no, no smashing of the TV. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of static, however. <laughs> yeah. There is, yeah. There, there's static. static. You're right about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It yeah. was a conscious decision to, to you know, just let the, you know, trans transmission be upset yeah. rather than destroyed. <laughs> All right, so then we get to Jeff Taylor skating to Pixies, Here Comes Your Man, and I think that adds a really great vibe to his part. And I, I like this part a lot. Is he, so, I mean, we talked a minute ago, did he go pro for Powell, but maybe never had a board? Or is he the last pop, like proper Powell amateur that like came up through like the NSA series or something like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, we were, you know, he was going to be a, you know, he, he kind of did everything that he was supposed to do. And that yeah. whole formula, that recipe was like stale, you know, mm-hmm. it just, nobody was cooking that way anymore. And, you know, he's a wonderful man. He's a one, he was a wonderful young guy and a fantastic skater. And he did, you know, he did, he jumped through all of the hoops. And when he got to the, you know, the last hoop, there was nowhere to go. No more hoop anymore. no. Yeah. He flips the big the big three at Wallenberg in that part. Yeah, yeah. That huge standout trick. He kick flips a small Carlsbad gap. Huge yeah. head on a handrail. You know, kick flip blunt yeah. slide. This is a great. Oh, part. I like that. Yeah, yeah, I wrote down the kick flip blunt slide. He does a front side blunt slide on a curb too. That looked really awesome and smooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his hair was combed the whole time. <laughs> yeah, handsome yeah. gentleman. I mean, he, yeah, he, yeah. He was just a stand up, you know, all American boy. I want to say around this time, I did see a pal Jeff Taylor pro model. He may have had one or two before he left. Oh, wow. Or got kicked off. Whatever. However it happened. But like, yeah, yeah. Year after this video, he's on he's on planet Earth. He's a yeah. Pro. He's also kind of like an ATV guy. He's got, you know, mini ramps and street. And he's even right. got a little bit of vert footage here, which was, yeah. you know, I think a heel flip in the air. I think it was vert mini street. Just Gaps, handrails. Like a thing where you skated everything. Yeah, because yeah. I think as the NSA champion, I think he was the mini ramp champion. I, I don't even think there was an NSA street contest. I, I could be wrong. I'd have to, I don't know where you'd find that out. But I, I know that the actual NSA amateur contest series ended after he won it. And I think it was a mini ramp contest, but maybe not. Hmm. 
Interesting. Also, another in this video is uh, skate park footage. Jeff Taylor has you know a lot of skate zone footage on people's parts. Yeah, yeah. that was Not kind of uh, forbidden a little later on too. Like you couldn't have skate yeah. park footage in your in your part. You know, that had to be like in a separate like demo or tour section or something. Mm -hmm. yeah. Actually, there's a lot of uh, good yeah. skate uh, park footage in this. You got turf, you know, yeah, you got turf. Um, you got um, what was that? Play scrap in Chicago. There's like scrap footage and Burnside and okay. there's good stuff there. Yeah, you got Wade and Chris skating turf probably the last day. Yeah. Yeah, I think turf closed in what ninety six. Oh, okay, it was, it was, it was only a couple of years after this video. Okay, but, okay, yeah, that was cool seeing those guys skating it at that point. Definitely. But yeah, Jeff Taylor leaves within a year. He's on Planet Earth, and he closes out ninety seven on Rhythm Skateboards. You know, yeah, Hot. boom. And then in just industry guy for like every shoe brand, I think. Yep. Audio. <laughs> I noticed a couple uh, cameos in there: Mike Santa Rosa and Bill Door pop in there for a second yep skate zone locals yep santa back in the next video or never mind never mind never mind <laughs> mike's dad still isn't working at powell at that point is he or is yeah he... oh, yeah oh yeah he's still there oh yeah he was in charge of production okay nice all right so next up jamie fortune skating to nine inch nails song is called sin and where is he from? Is it, this is like the Pacific Northwest somewhere? I think so. I I, I scratched my head watching that. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Jamie Fortune's a Portland guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I knew it was up there somewhere. And yeah. I always liked them because they skated the, uh, the same spots as Matt Beach. And I really liked Matt Beach. Oh, yeah, that's right. Him. Yeah. So I was on board with these guys because I figured they knew Matt Beach. <laughs> they were there you know they're my age and i was like they ripped yeah yeah looks like he's always i mean he's been in a couple powell videos he's always like skating around his apartment complex it looks like like the stairs and like ollieing out to the parking lot video. yeah yeah also in chaos and this video he's jumping off roofs yes i made note of that i'm thinking i'm claiming here right now that powell invented jackass right because he's Novak was on yeah. powell so true Powelson's play to Novak. Yeah. Novak's house. Novak pops in the tape and says, let's go jump off some roofs. Yeah. <laughs> let's jump in the pool. Let's, because yeah. later on, there's like shopping cart smashing and there's BB guns, there's fights, there's animals fighting. That, so I, they're playing there. Yeah. They're, yeah, playing. they're playing. Good. That's right. Yeah. That's, there's, yeah. There's, I can remember talking with Colin McKay about, you know, their prankster stuff. Because I was, you know, my generation was the Merry Pranksters and Wavy Gravy and Ken Kesey and, you know, all of that and lots of uh, Further the Bus and all that stuff. And and what they used to do in Vancouver was in the parking garages, you know, they skated a lot in the parking garages during the winter. And uh, they would, you know, it, it was the dumpster fire. So they'd get the, the circular parking garage exit and they'd light the dumpsters, the stuff in the dumpster on fire and then watch it roll all the way down. You know, that was. That was a big favorite. Shenanigans. But I, yeah, but the uh, the Nine Inch Nails connection was really funny because Tony Hawk was a big uh, Nine Inch Nails early on, early adapter to Nine Inch Nails. And he had a sticker on his board. And there was an uh, article in, a, in, in the UK that had that photograph. And like 10 days later, 
a young woman is talking to me, calling from London, wanting to know why this photograph had this, you know, NIN sticker on it. And I said, well, Tony's a big fan. So all this stuff started showing up at my office, stickers, and um, I guess they they weren't, um, no, it wasn't CDs, it was 1993. So it was, it was tapes, cassettes. And so I guess Trent Reznor had, he was a big fan. Maybe he was even a skater. I was dealing with this woman who claimed to be his personal assistant. And she was probably on drugs. I don't, I don't remember. She was pretty loopy. But there was this funny connection. And so we, I started funneling all of this stuff to Tony because she was sending it to me. And then that's where I ended up. I, I don't know if that was an early release of, of that particular song or not. It, it might have just been, I might have just pulled it right from the cassette. So that's always been an interesting connection. Any other thoughts on uh, Jamie's part before we turn the page? You've got a cool, couple of cool tricks in downtown Portland. He kickflips the big, like this big brick three stair in downtown Portland. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I know that spot. Uh, I thought I like the part. Where he always like this flat bar off the flat, and he like hits it on the way up, and it makes this cool like ding song or this ding sound. <sighs> Did you guys notice that one? Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see what else. Man, you know this. You could probably just name every trick by heart. It I sounds know, like uh, frontside flip tail side. That's kind of one of the first to go down at that time too. Ooh, NBD maybe. Maybe possibly, possibly one of the first. But um, yeah, maybe. he's got some big gaps in this part too. Like there's some good, you know, there's some. This 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 video is real low and slow for the most part. Mm-hmm. So right. the, the big stuff really stands out. You know, it does. Yeah. He's also back in like the, the next few pal videos, I believe. Yep, that is true. He sticks around for a little bit. He'll be in suburban diners. Yep. All right. Next up, Rackman Chung. Am I saying this gentleman's name correctly? Rackman Chung. Uh, okay. Okay. And he's skating to Dinosaur Junior. Song is called "Start Chopping." And you know, skate videos and Dinosaur Junior. Man, they just go together. It's like chocolate and peanut butter. It's just like <laughs> it's just like the way it's supposed to be. I think. Also, a lot of Chung's going on in skateboarding in 93. Rackman Chung, Jimmy Chung, Brian Chung. You know the name of you? Wow. Food for thought. I don't know. <laughs> this, this is a short, short part, but it's yeah. a good one. Yeah. His second appearance, too. He's in uh, one of the chaos montages mm. previously to this. He's got uh, switch 360 flips. He does a great switch nose grind, fakey flip out. Great switch skater. I, I, I Googled Rackman Chung. Uh, looks like he's a neurologist in San Francisco now. Oh, wow. Oh, is that right? Wow. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, this is his last video. He's After this video, is never to be heard from again skating. Really? You know, he went off to college and, you know, started, started, you know. Started his career. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So he must be buddies with Jamie because that's like the same spot. They're maybe even filming each other I'm, in this I'm part. I'm sure when Rackman left for college that day that it, you know, wasn't a good day for Jamie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh a plus park rack and chunk yeah yeah all the parts are pretty pretty short yeah just lots of uh the curb ledge flip tricks you know just sign of the times mm-hmm. yeah oh he does a 270 alley oop ollie over the hip of uh burnside you know yeah yes yeah there's some good early burnside going down to the to to uh burnside at that at that time you had to be a real test t-dog to that part you know yeah 
I went there once and I didn't know those kind of rules or whatever. And I just walked in. I was just like, Hey, I'm here to skate. And I just started skating. Did and then you? I popped out somewhere and I was like getting some looks. And I was like, I, what's going on here? <laughs> See, that's the whole purpose of play. Yeah. I was just there to play. Just play there to play. To play yeah. You know, we, we did a lot of, I think, um, groundbreaking as far as Burnside is concerned. I mean, you know, we, I was working with those guys early on and, and we, we never, I don't think we ever sent money, but I sent a lot of product. I sent dozens and dozens of t-shirts. I sent, I sent dozens of decks and I know they were able to turn because Kent Dahlgren lives here in Austin now. And we've talked about this a couple of times. And so in the early days when they were, you know, just scratching the dirt and putting cement on top of it, it, it was really, you know, hand to mouth. The whole thing was just, just trying to get by and get it done. And I know they were, they, they were able to take that product and sell it um, either on the street or, or to the shop that was up there. Um, but that's, a, that's, that's the only liberty I was able to uh, accommodate them with in terms of providing the product that they could then turn into cash or, you know, turn into cement for that matter. That's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah, it was good. That's awesome. All right. Next up, Chris Sen skating to Jawbreaker, Chesterfield King. You know, I've heard this song a million times, but I don't, I don't even know if I knew that was Jawbreaker. You've heard this song outside of Chris Sen's part? Oh, yeah. Awesome. Jawbreaker is yeah, a huge band during that time, right? Pennywise, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bag religion, all that was going on. And this is his final Powell part. You know, in just a couple years, he racked up a lot of parts eight celebrity tropical fish hot batch chaos and here we are at play so he was really cranking out the material five parts. yeah and he's like got another atv vert he's in skating a pool he's at the turf mm-hmm. with the part he'll be skater of the year Brash that's true yeah Where, did he go right the toy machine next or did he go somewhere else first oh did he go to like channel one or something who's channel one yeah that's right. Yeah. Can't believe I even remember that. The contest guy for mm-hmm. a good years. You know, smashing shopping carts, more of that jackass proof. It's all it's all right there. I love that. I love the smashing of the, the shopping carts, but uh that's like you know, some stuff me and my friends would do. Mm-hmm. Or the pushing of the carts off of the loading dark dock worked too. That's a good maneuver. <laughs> a good one yeah. what about the bb gun shooting i'm hoping that's a bb gun and he's not really just assassinating people yeah, a, lot of guns, a lot of guns in play they could have called this video guns gunplay play gun. yeah that was that was that was touchy, <laughs> that was touchy. I, I i there could have been a it could have been a i think one of the guns was a pellet gun but i think if it wasn't a pellet gun it was a high-powered bb gun and I can remember having that conversation. It's like, are they shooting at people? Because I, I can, I was part of situations where we shot people with BB guns, and and the the lesson from that was that it wasn't, that isn't playful. That's that's something else. Yeah, and, and you can really piss people off when you shoot them with a BB gun. Yeah, it's annoying. And yeah, <laughs> and, and and I I had a bad experience that came out of that. That was. It, you know, it was one of those like lifetime lessons and I, I never did it again. And I'm glad that the guy didn't kill me 
and uh, I'm here to attest to the fact that that's not playful. But Glad you're so right. that's one of those weird things where I was old, right? I was 40, whatever years old. Yeah. I was 45 years old. And the old guy is trying to influence the content of the sequence. Also, he's got an Empire Strikes Back uh, clip in here. Again, I'm guessing that's full, fully licensed from Lucasfilms. Oh, yeah. No issues George there. George Lucas sent that to me specifically. <laughs> yep. Use <laughs> this clip. A- he said he yeah. needed some help promoting this yes. movie. Yes. He was, yeah. Or, yeah. Yes, his films were beginning to drop in popularity. <laughs> yeah. He was going after a new audience. Yeah. I feel like Star Wars was really cool in 93. Plan B had the, like, the graphics. That's right, yeah. Yeah, like back in the early 90s, they were starting to, I don't know if it was right, it was probably right around this time, they were starting to reissue those original yeah. action figures, that the power of the force, they were redoing all the figures and stuff. So there mm-hmm. was like this, and then the special editions were coming out around that time. So it was like Star yeah. Wars oh, fever cool. was like ramp, ramping up. Yeah, and Chris named his son Anakin. Forefront of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Chris, you know, as as far as producing content, Chris was always available. So the turf, it didn't matter where we were or where the camera was, or it was like, yeah, I'll, do, you know, he was so willing, and he always skated so hard, and so um, what thoughtfully, you know, it was just, and and he could see things that nobody else saw, and suddenly he, you know, and so as far as you know, hooking him up with Scott Starr or hooking me up with, you know, with Mark Hunt, it, it didn't matter because he saw the camera, he saw the possibilities and he skated and not every skater is like that. Some skaters have, I guess you'd call it an attitude. Mm-hmm. They don't want to play. <laughs> yeah. Bob and I talked on the phone a few days ago and we had commented that around this time, like skaters are dicks. They're mean. Yeah. Oh, the nineties were bad, man. Oh, yeah. Just assholes. Yeah. Arrogant. Yeah. yeah and they were all about, you know, on. 18, 16. And if you had a pal board at that time, you would, you would definitely know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you were a target right. at that point. Yeah. A target That's on right. your back. Mm-hmm. Sammy yeah. Baptista, who was a, you know, Sammy Baptista is a Santa Barbara product and he's now running, he's now running skate camps at the orchid in in santa barbara in goleta and you know i mean he was and we talked a lot about it because i knew his older brother bobby robbie and you know he i mean he acknowledges you know that that he was that guy he was that kid and he was small and he was he was a terror (laughs) and you know that's that's that was a certain profile and that's why he wasn't on powell you weren't (laughs) with a good attitude at that time yeah you know, if you had a great attitude, you were kind of like, you know, yeah, yeah, mama's yeah. boy or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You so. know what this part had though that I noticed that was kind of cool. You can just kind of notice it off in the corner, but there's like a street contest that has like a spray painted car as an obstacle, mm-hmm. which you didn't see a lot of post eighties. I don't think that's true. Right. Yep. He does I like thought a- that. I thought that was pretty cool. Kind of reminds yeah. me of the old Sacto or something like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was trying to remember where that was. I, I was going to say, this is the last Chris Sin part. You'll see the, him skating this this technical. Yeah. yeah. After this, he's, you know, there's not much goofy, you know, he's not a switch skater after this video, hmm. which is a good thing. I mean, I'm sure he would agree his switch skating was, you know, not his strong point, Yeah, was, you know, but like, yeah, uh, I think that's just where, yeah, that shows where we were for the time. Like you had to do those tricks to be considered. Yeah. 
contemporary deal. I have to do a switch 360 flip, even though I you know, don't want to, and it looks terrible. I'm <laughs> kind of like checking off the box, you know? Yeah. yeah. You got to hit all the boxes. There was one thing in this, in this part that I loved it. I don't know if maybe I'm wrong, but it looked like they had laid like a two by six or something like that, like down like a grass hill. And he just ollied and did like a tail slide down this, like, Oh yeah, 180 nose grinds on it or something. Yeah. I don't know what he does. I can't remember what it was, but he's he just like late on that. Yeah. So <laughs> the right up. Yeah, all of a sudden he's on it. Yeah. yeah, he's just on it. Yeah. But it, I thought that was pretty funny. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Next up is Jason Clark. <laughs> Jason Clark. Yes. Does that, does that sound familiar, Jim? Jason, it's Jason Clark, right? Uh, Jason Clark does not sound familiar, nor does uh, Chris Hassler. And that's, you know, that's how strong uh, my memory is. <laughs> wow. I'm pretty sure it's Jason Clark. Okay. okay. Because I've met him uh, at a demo a year later, like uh, a PAL demo, summer of 94. Okay. Clark, Ty Evans, Ritz Caldwell, Steve Caballero, Jamie Fortune, uh, San Diego. Uh, they did the signing at Wavelines in San Diego, and then they did a demo at that that spot, Webb Park in uh-huh. San Diego. It was that spot that had like the cement bench down the two stairs. Mm-hmm. It was in a lot of videos around this time that that spot. But he like Jason Clark like gave me a deck and a T-shirt and sat down and talked to me and like you know made my day. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Did you try to be buddies with Caballero that day at the signing? I did. I was like, <laughs> the flyer said, uh, "Cab and friends were the signing portion of of the day," and I like, I, they had me a cab, and like, I was like the first guy. I was like, first, I was like 15, first guy the the the, the door. I was probably shaking the doors of the skate shop <laughs> that that morning. You know, I was like first one there with the team and then they all walk up and they they come in they go behind the counter they start passing the posters out for the autographs and i get the cavity he signs my poster and i just stand there and stare at him i can't move and to the point where cab like he 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 leans into me and he goes hey maybe keep it moving so like other guys can get their posters <laughs> yeah and i moved like th- i walk three feet turn around to stare at him some more you know yeah you're just blown <laughs> away by the presence of cab Right. Um, but anyways, yeah, the whole team that day, they went to Web Park and they skated, you know, with all the locals. It was cool. I remember I was the last one at the, the, the demo that day, too. I was waving goodbye to the tour van. First and last. I was first and last. Jamie Fortune was hanging out the side of the van, like, uh, you know, like kind of waving at me, like mimicking me. Like, I'm kind of like, I remember at the time just thinking to myself, like, oh, I think I'm kind of jacked, you know. <laughs> but I, I guarantee, like, that was a whole van full of Palton going like, did you guys fucking see that guy? <laughs> <laughs> but I assume Jason Clark was probably like, yeah, I talked to him. Like he was, he's, he's a good guy. He's cool. He got a deck. Hey, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Back off, Jamie. He's awesome. So, you know, what's weird is that neither of those guys appear in the credits. Uh, Ty or Jason Clark. Yeah. You're looking at it right now. Interesting. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. The, the only credits for the featured players are Wade, Bucky, Jamie Fortune, Kid Erickson, Jeff Taylor, Chris Sen, and Rackman Chung. 
Mm. Oh, wow. So just mystery, mystery guy. Well, yeah. I didn't know who they were. I could put them in the credits. <laughs> looks like he's like, even then. <laughs> he looks like he's from Sacramento, like he skates with Chris Sin. So maybe he was like, you know, one of Chris Sin's guys. Yeah, that could be. That yeah. could be. Yeah, they're skating at uh some of the same spots. Yeah, and well, somebody somebody is skating to Moonchild by Iron Maiden. We're gonna figure out who it is. Yeah, at some point. <laughs> Send us a DM if that's you. Matt, I also wanted to mention, Matt, you are thanked on multiple Iron Maiden albums. How the heck does that happen? On two. I'm only on two. Okay. Okay. Well, two You're is multiple. Iron Maiden two album. is multiple. Yeah. 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 I was, awesome. a, I, was, I was an artist relations rep for a couple of amplifier companies back in the uh, early 2000s. And I sent Iron Maiden a couple of amps that they used for the recording of Dance of Death. And then their next album, which was A Matter of Life and Death. Awesome. And so my name is in both of those records. And in the liner notes. The liner notes. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's legendary. If you get the if you get the vinyl copy of Dance of Death, my name is literally right above Bruce Dickinson. That's Matt Picker. Awesome. And then you look down, Bruce Dickinson. Amazing. That's how tight you guys are. We're tight. We send each other Christmas cards and recipes. <laughs> I all sorts of good. also another big 1993 staple and skate videos, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, it's um Colin McKay. Colin McKay, yeah. You know, made Iron Maiden like the coolest thing for a little while. Yeah. In my humble opinion. All right. Next up, Bucky Lassick. He's skating to the Beatles, and it's that song that has like 500 titles or whatever. I don't I don't even know, but it's mm-hmm. actually blocked on YouTube. So yeah, there's no sound. There's no sound on, on no that. sound on the YouTube wood. Yeah. So if you if you're watching and wondering what would be there. <laughs> yeah just unsurprisingly the Beatles. yeah <laughs> it's the Beatles. The street bucky part well i i had a conversation with with uh paul mccartney and paul <laughs> said absolutely use the music whatever but clearly he didn't you know notify you know, the powers that be well That's because what it was. The kid was a bucky fan right That's right, right. Yeah. yeah makes sense and this is bucky's final powell appearance which if he's been he's been he's been around this is, feels I mean, kind of weird 20 years old at the time of this video and i could swear he's older than that when i'm a kid you know because he was in pal video since like public domain yeah yeah yeah, yeah i always feel like he should be on uh hawk's ramp like if i don't see bucky if i see bucky in a Powell video and he's not on a hawk's ramp i'm just like what's what's going on here i know in this video it's like overcast in baltimore and he's doing backside tail slides on a curve <laughs> Like Bucky's in the trenches here. He could have thrown in the towel at this point, but you know, Vert's dead. Vert is dead in '93. Yeah, he could have easily just been like, "I'm in the cars now." The street footage he has in Baltimore, he's got like the tiniest wheels. It's like all I could like focus on was just like just the microscopic wheels. It's a lot of curbside, curbside hubba, no slides downstairs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. he does like a no slide front foot flip out. Off of, a, off of a curb or whatever that was cool uh he does a a, a handless frontside cab on a vert ramp you know but yeah. nobody probably notices that in 93 yeah he's got vert footage at cheapskates in, in pennsylvania yeah. within a year he quit you know he's not on pal he rides for natural skateboards with That's jason right. rogers and alfonso rawls danny mayer so Jim, who was was this all like submitted footage at this point? Did you have anybody out like filming these guys? Not really. It was I all mean, just the only kinda... guys that you know. There was a little bit of footage that was shot by Mark Hunt, a mm-hmm. little bit of footage 
by myself, uh, but a lot of it, I'd say 90% of it was probably just gathered from the skaters themselves and the mm -hmm. people that they were skating with. And I think this was, this was really the first time that that happened so thoroughly, you know, I mean, if you look at the transition going back to, you know, I don't know, public domain or, you know, uh, other, the video productions, you know, we staged a lot of things, you know, we did a lot of work at, at Tony's house in lighting the ramps. And, um, you know, there was a lot of, you know, Kittala was, was setting up tripods and stationary cameras and or equipment to follow and and none of that happened with this production everything was uh shot either very playfully spontaneously oh look turn the camera on or by people that bucky knew or we i don't think we sent i don't think we sent anybody anywhere so like the the footage at the turf was shot by somebody that was with them there wasn't like a camera person from Powell there. Yeah. So they just sent the videos in to you and you just kind yeah. of edited them together. And yeah, you just and, put and out the word, the, Hey, in three months, send me a tape full of stuff. Uh, next week, we're going to be putting the video together. So, yeah, I mean, it was, <laughs> it was not three months. Yeah. It, you know, it was like, okay, can we pull this off? And, and, and we did. And it, it's funny because you, you mentioned Matt, the credits, and uh, the post-production woman that had worked with me on the other videos, she got a credit in this and, and Carrie was her name. And she was, she was fantastic because she was patient and she actually really enjoyed working on the videos. So I don't think she ever got a credit before. I made sure she got a credit this time. Nice. Also, Bucky's last clip, he's got, uh, he's speeding down the highway. He's got the needle buried. Looks like he's going over 100 miles per hour. Which is pretty that was real. Specific. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I guess he was really, I mean, he's like a professional race car driver now. So he's definitely. Yeah. I mean, he's speed. on the Subaru team. Yeah. And also that's more, you know, I put this in the jackass category, just driving, driving wildly. So more proof right there. Powell and Benny Jackass. Pulled a red line or a Honda in 93. But Jeremy Klein does that in Ravers the same year. Oh, yeah, you're there right. You yeah. Yeah. These guys, these pros treat their cars questionably. <laughs> Recklessness. Of these, Recklessness. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I love it. I mean, they, well, they not, as, not as did that. Not as wrapped a Ferrari around a telephone pole. Didn't uh, know Sean, Sean White had, had a Maserati. He was driving it back from the dealership and went off the road and wrapped it around a tree. Jesus. You know, it's like $250,000 vehicle. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up, Wade Spire skating to Van Halen running with the devil. I think this is another one, the song that kind of matches the vibe perfectly. Uh, the part of the video. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's like prime hash Wade. Yep. Yeah. Another killer ATV part. I think overall, he's a very underrated skater in the, in the grand scheme of things. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. He is in the car deal category, you know? Yeah. There yeah. you go. All hell, all hell Wade too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and very much like a, very similar to Chris Sen in that regard. I mean, Wade would skate anything, anytime it was like, what you want me to do that? Yeah. What can you do? And he'd do it. Yeah. I mean, it was just, he's just a wonderful, enthusiastic lover of life. 
playing all the time. Yeah, and Powell was not in like the worst shape at this point. They had Wade, they had Chris Sin and Jeff Taylor. It wasn't like the worst team. No. By any means. And this is his last appearance on Powell. Also, he he wrapped up a quick three parts from Hot Batch, Chaos, and, and now Play. And then where does he go next? Think, I think. Yeah, he goes uh, within a year. He's on Think with Jehovah and, um, you know, his brother, Phil Shao. Yep, yep. Yeah. Jim, I wanted to compliment you on a really awesome cut you do. He's skating at Burnside and he does a 50-50 and then it cuts to him. It's like somehow the same angle where he's doing a 50-50 like in a mini ramp bowl in a skate park and it, it it's great. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, I like it. It works. It's effective. Don't forget, Larry, Larry, don't forget at this point in time, Jim is tight with George Lucas. So that's he's right. picking up all sorts of tricks. That's true. No, but that's that's, that's one of those. You know, it's it's like a bullshit cut because it's it, it. You know, it's you can't do that. Like as a filmmaker, you can't do that. You can't go from one reality to another without any explanation. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But it was so seamless, right? I mean, yeah. Every everything about it was like, wait a second, this is really cool. Yeah, because it, it lines up perfectly, and all of a sudden it's just like it looks like just the background changes or something. No, I, it's I, like, I remember that moment is like as a filmmaker, you do not do this, but I, I'm going to do this. This is this is cool. Yeah, so, you're you're just playing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Even the Van Halen song is introing up too. Boom, 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 boom. And he's coming around that burnside. Oh. Uh, yeah. No, it's just amazing. And, and the funny thing is, he Wade at that point really loved that song and uh, everything about it, you know, sympathy for the, I mean, and, and I had so much footage. I mean, Sylvester Stallone is so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rambo Blood. <laughs> First Blood. Talk about yeah. playful. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it is Planet Rambo. It, it was so hard not to include more of him, you know, it's just like, oh my God, this is funny. It's just hysterical. This is Prime Wade, flat, flat hat bills, uh, half cabs, dickies, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm afraid to throw in that drawer shirt, uh, you know, now every now and then. Purple yeah. Thrasher t shirt or something. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Like Wade's, I mean, A plus to me at this point. Nice. Karma Tashif cameo in there. Yeah. 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 I mean, like disco twirl, you know? The, also, uh, the Wait, party footage had me really stressed out with the the gentleman pointing the gun in his head. I'm hoping it's just a BB gun, but yeah, yeah that was like a little too wild. Yeah, what's the story with that? Was that like um, did Wade host like an NRA meeting at his house and it just got crazy? <laughs> uh, yeah, that I, I don't know the story. That was one of those things where, again, the footage was there, it, and and you know people wanted that to be included, and I did not want it in there, and. I don't remember why I didn't make the decision to not include it. It was, I mean, that was, that's one of those battles between the quote unquote performers and the performance and the editor. And the editor had a, a lot of, it, I, I was troubled by that. I didn't know so. much about it until I watched it again recently, or I didn't yeah. notice it too much until I watched it again recently. Yeah. And I think, I think that's a shift in the culture. Right. Yeah. I, I'd i like to think that's part of it. I mean, now, you know, fucking guns and all of the kids that have been killed and stuff. I mean, it's just awful. And 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 to think that we were on the other side of that, that I mean, none of that wasn't happening in 1993. But I saw the video in 93 and I wanted a gun. 
Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> well, you were you were inventing jackass too, so you had to have more wild stuff in there. You know, because well, Johnny Knoxville saw that, and then he's like, you know what? I'm going to get a bulletproof vest and and that's right, and, and test it out and shoot it. Go yeah. ahead and shoot me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe I'd like to think these were like Wade's crazy years, you know? Because uh, oh yeah, totally. You know, so like was- a year or two, he buys like the the tools and the trucks, and he's like, you know. Yeah, I mean, now he's like a serious businessman, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he can move mountains. He can he can build lakes. I mean, yeah. he's, got a, he's got a fleet of earth-moving stuff. Yeah, it's pretty cool. He had like, uh, when he, 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 the Big Brother cover where he jumps over his uh, his truck from ramp to ramp. That's yeah. Oh, yeah, yep. That is uh, that is prime Wade to me, too. Like, Yeah. Um, again, Hal was, yeah, this video, this is Wade's video. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. He's like the Tony Hawk of this video. This yeah. is yeah. He's got the real closer, if you ask me. Yep. And a little help. bit of personality too, kind of a goofball, you know. A yeah. couple of laughs, a couple of, you know, he's a psychopath. Little... Get the return of the Powell coffin. Oh yeah. He makes a little appearance. Little hmm? no stall, the pop-up yeah. manual nose manual. Yeah. And I I guess the you know the the coffin made a recent appearance. Did it? Yeah, I think it was out at the Orchid. Yeah, I think it was out at the Orchid, and everybody was like astonished. It's like, wow. oh my God, it's the coffin. And you know, <laughs> wow. all these young kids were there, and they knew it, I guess, from the videos. And I think Santa Rosa was there. I know Sammy Baptista was there. It was Baptista who told me, hey, Jim, you wouldn't believe it. The coffin is back. <laughs> I can't believe that thing is still around and kicking. Yeah, didn't I don't know that it's the splintered OG out. coffin. Oh, yeah. The coffin on top of the pyramid. Yeah. yeah. All right. Closing out the video, Kit Erickson skating to Penthouse Players Click, song called They Don't Know. And was Kit pro? Did he go pro for life and never went pro for Powell? Yep. No. Kit was pro. Yeah. He was, you know, Kit was really close with Todd and Frankie, and he was an enigma. You know, he, he was just, you know, and so no, he, I don't think there was, I don't, I don't think he was ever considered as a pro, although Todd may have told him he was a pro, yeah. but I don't think so. Yeah. I couldn't you remember know? if he turned pro for H street or life, you know, previous to Powell and then came I don't over think he was already. pro on H street. Yeah. No, no. He was always and, cool to me since H street when Sal gave him, you know, like Kit Erickson, you know, Sal introduces him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just off of that, I, Kit Erickson was cool to me. Yeah. Well, 100%. It's, I'm blown away because in the in in hocus pocus shit sorry he's not gonna make a new bench that guy that's like freaking out on those guys for skating the bench and that's kit erickson skating the bench yeah back then he's doing kicks up from boards back then yeah (laughs) 50s uh huge hand rolls like he's kind of even in this video his pop is slightly higher than everybody else's with his foot yeah you watching him doing those flips over the hips at the skate zone like the it's like you know the style's there, the pop's there, even when he does it switch, you know? Mr. Big himself. It's, it's almost as if, you know, I, I had the thought that he he had his hands in his pockets. You know, he's so <laughs> casual. And, and and you're right. He, he you know, he everything was late, bigger, seemingly, I, I, I don't think it's more powerful, but his his upper body was so relaxed. It was always so relaxed. It was just odd. And and seemingly effortless. 
It's really fun. I, to I, watch. I, I envy people that can skate like that. Cause when I skate, yeah. I'm just like, my, my arms are just flailing around for balance. Right. And I have no right. style. I right. watch like, yeah, I watch dudes who can just have this effortless hands down skating a mini ramp, not even, yeah. you know, whatever. And you're like, dude, yeah. how do you, how do you have that much steez? Yeah. <laughs> 95% skate zone footage. I'm, I'm not sure if he got yeah. that. Yeah, heavy on the skate zone here. Uh, heavy on the skate zone, but his last two tricks, he does this kickflip from block to block, which like looks kind of gnarly if you were there in person. Oh, I had like that set of stairs in the middle, kind of? Uh, it's like the second to the last trick, he does this kick, it's a street trick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, From block to block, I think it's in Santa Barbara, but I'm pretty sure if you go there, it's like a lot more bigger deal than it mm. on, on the video. Yep, I know what you're talking about. But he leaves, uh, he's not on Powell within a year either. He goes to skateboard, Sonic Skateboards. That's and right. Last part in their video, One Louder. R.I.P. R.I.P. Kid Erickson. Yeah. Yeah. Sadly yeah. passed away. Yeah. And then, Jim, you bring back the slam section. We have not seen a slam section in a Powell video in a while. Fecundity. Yeah. Fecundity. Why, why is it named that? I always wonder what that said. Fecundity. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. We, I, I think I realized that the video was about, you know, nine minutes long. <laughs> need to pad and it out a little bit. <laughs> we needed something. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a, that was desperate. Um, Jim, did Powell invent the, the slam section, would you say? I would say so. I think so. Yeah. Because. Not the other day. Well, you know, I mean, who mm-hmm. invented the, who invented the, you know, the music video, who invented the skate video? I mean. Okay. So if if it wasn't Stacy and if it wasn't Craig and Stacy, then you know it was they were certainly as far as productions and big productions and successful productions, they were, you know, certainly close to being number one. And and there was I think there was a responsibility. You know, Stacy and Craig and I talked about this. There was always a responsibility to show skateboarding for what it was, and you you don't succeed every time, and so. The slam sequences, you know, needed to be, I don't know, there to balance out the astonishment, if you will, that these other things were capable. I liked, uh, I thought the slam sections were cool up in like, but when they started getting to like the welcome to hell. Oh, uh, that's a bad one. Yeah. I was kind of over. I was like, I don't need to see. Yeah, I need to turn away at that point. Arms. I I liked, uh, you know, kind of the curb falls and that kind of stuff. And maybe. Yeah. Yeah sound effects to it you know like yeah but when it got to just like people breaking i, I to this day i don't want to see any of that you know yeah legs legs yeah. breaking and stuff yeah mm-hmm. also in the slam section uh you know looks like james james addiction starts yeah that song stop but it's also the same song that plays in the credits yeah it's like a little reprise you get a reprise of the same right. song <laughs> slam section ends fades to white starts song starts all over again Credits roll. Yeah, uh, Jim uh, was. Um, why, what's the reason for the the the, uh, the James addiction twice? Was that just um, you know when they when they gave us the rights to use this song, <laughs> they told us that we had to play it twice. No, you I don't really know. shove I, it down their throats. That's right. I I was curious about that when I watched it the other day. I, it was yeah. like what the hell, and and you know it's one. I mean. I, I don't remember. I, I don't know. I can't believe it was a conscious choice. Maybe it was in the machine and it was easy to just lay it down again. 
one other possibility would be that it was there on the master and it was laid down and then everything got moved forward and by meaning that more sequences were taken out and therefore the the video was shorter but the song was still there on the original track mm -hmm. and so all of a sudden when i built the the credits because the credits were built after the video was finished and it was laid down and then Carrie and I built the credits in the production facility and then, oh, look, the song's already here. So, it, I mean, that sounds really kind of stupid, but it, you know, it was probably two or three in the morning when we finished because she was working after hours and so, and so was I. So it might've been that simple. Gotcha. And also during the credits, you kind of get like the outtakes and the B-roll, which is like a classic like skate video staple, just put the silliness and the extras like yeah. over the credits. Yeah. Yeah. Writers, some more writers in the credits that weren't in the video. Yeah. 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 Looks like mm, I do notice in chaos and play credits that uh, let's see. I noticed somebody was thinked there's a uh, think twice in those credits. Well, I know they're thanking Stacy and Craig and the bones brigade and I have a note. It was, um, was a surfboard shaper who had died in like 93 and i noticed like in chaos and play they like his name's dewey oh, oh yeah. dewey weber That's yeah 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 dewey weber yeah right? dewey weber weber he was he was a close friend of yours or yeah he was a, he was a close friend and um a really close friend of mine jojo perrin who died last year i worked at dewey weber it was my last job if you will in the surf industry and the money that I earned working for Dewey as a glosser, I was the finish coat guy. And I was, you know, I, I was making pretty good money for the times. And that money is what propelled my wife and I in 1971 to go to school in Europe and get our Montessori teacher training. So it was one of the unhealthiest uh, environments I ever worked in with, with polymer and resins and things and the fumes took about three months for my body to get rid of the fumes when we were living in Italy. Had a great anecdotal night where I would go down to control the temperature. The, the factory, Dewey had left the beach and his factory was in South Central Los Angeles, right in the heart of Watts in this big, huge warehouse building. And, and I was so good at what I was doing. I could, I could put a finish coat on 60 to 80 boards in, in a setting. I would do six at a time and I would do 10 batches of six. So we ramped up production to feed me as the last stage. Uh, they hired, they brought in other shapers, Craig Angel, Tak Kawahara, Harold Iggy. Uh, it, we really ramped things up. And Dewey was excited because all these boards were going to Europe and the East Coast. So they were easy riders and they were pigs. And we were making hundreds of these things a week and thousands of them a month. And I was getting paid as much as $12 a board. So if I could get close to a hundred boards a day, I was doing large, I was doing, I was doing okay in 1971. Money, money, money. Yeah. And so I'm down there at two o'clock in the morning and um, that way I could control the temperatures and the chemical reaction with the catalyst and the resin. And all of a sudden I hear this knock, knock, knock on the door. The there's an access door, front door opened into a little lobby reception area. And then it was instantly behind uh, a wall. There was the door and then it was into production. And there were thousands of surfboards inside this building, different stages of completion. 
And then there was a door on the side. So I hear this knock on the door and I, and it has a little, you know, security window above the doorknob with wire and the glass. And I look out and all I see is the muzzle of a gun of a, like a, a pistol, mm-hmm. a revolver. And I think, Oh fuck. I'm, I'm, <laughs> it's two o'clock in the morning. I'm all by myself. Uh, there's a, I can call the security company. So I'm calling, of course it was before cell phones. So I, I think I ran to call the security company. So it, and so it got really convoluted and the person knocking on the door began to pound on the door. And so I, 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 I'm shouting at the person, they won't identify themselves. I identify myself as, you know, working. So the security company ends up calling, you know, they call the police. And of course, it's the police outside the door. So it took it took 25, 30 minutes of high level, high anxiety to oh, resolve wow. things before I opened the door with this security company turning everything off. And then these, you know, these four jackass law enforcement people come in and they're astonished. It's like, oh, dude, this is awesome. You know, they come in. And so <laughs> wow. that was my uh, amazing there's always weird shit going on yeah r.i.p dewey weber yeah he was a phenomenal surfer and had uh at some at one point in the late 70s no no in the late 60s he he had a couple of skateboard models that he put out but they they didn't catch on like greg knoll's or hobie's greg knoll had some successful skateboard that you know that he was I think Mark Richards at Val Surf was making them for Greg, but um, Stesic would know about that. But Dewey had a couple of boards that were that looked similar to his surfboards, which had a particular style to them. But he was never known for his skateboarding, you know, talent. Also in these credits, we have uh, the few clips of Cab in the video. Yeah, yeah. I was going to mention him. So for the first time since 1982's skateboarding in the 80s. We don't really have any Steve Caballero. He's been in every video. I mean, we get a slam and a nut shot and maybe a kickflip down a three stair, and but that's it. There's no cab part. Yeah, in eleven years, no cab. Yeah. See, and the funny thing is, is that there was still cab product. Yeah. There's always been cab product. Yeah. He's always been recognized as a Powell Pro. And he oftentimes says, yeah, it's the only job I've ever had. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, how absurd was that choice? And, and that and that had a lot to do with circumstance. And it goes back to your earlier question, you know, were there cameramen sent out or was were, were, were we just accepting uh, expecting footage to come to us? And, and that's. So we didn't send anybody to go out with cab and, 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 you know, verify that there was a street cab. <laughs> so that's really why, like, he just, there just wasn't any footage to put in. Yeah. That's basically it. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I also wanted well, to make mention no Frankie Hill. And yeah. This is his first, you know, he's been in everyone since public domain and now no Frankie Hill. Yeah, And I think the main problem was that Frankie was injured. I think mm-hmm. his knee had become an issue. And he was in a quote unquote battle. This is the beginning of the disagreement with George. And um, I think we talked about before that we had gone to Mexico and this whole plan about turning everybody into employees rather than relying on royalties. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, that didn't come to pass. And Frank wasn't on the payroll. Chris Sen wasn't on the payroll. Jeff Taylor, he, Wade, they weren't. And so all of the effort that we put into orienting them to this new role and becoming, you know, proper employees of the Powell Corporation, none of that materialized. And Frank was in the position of like, well, who's going to pay for my knee? So that was that may have contributed to some of the uh, unhappiness. Frank mm-hmm. didn't want to play. Would we, if let's say Cab or Frankie were in the video, would we want the block letters to read Frankie or Hill? These are the questions we need answered. Yeah, because everyone goes by their last names in this, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, obviously we're going with Hill, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So cab, are we going cab or caballero? Cab, cab, cab. Yeah. cab. Probably would have been cab. Yeah. Agreed. It was funny because I think I bought three sets of letter of alphabet letters, uh, the blocks, mm-hmm. because there were. I was worried that there because usually there's like thirty letters in there, right, or thirty blocks, and they double up on. But you don't have like necessarily three or four of the of a's or the vowels and. So I ended up with too many blocks. And then it was the idea of, because those were in camera effects with fading out in the white. Mm-hmm. That was, you could do that in the camera. I didn't, you know, there was not a special effect. It was just an effect. Mm-hmm. And then, so that was like, okay. And, and then the idea of producing the video box and, you know, four color video box is like, you know, it's it's kind of like the pizza box, right? There's there's more money in the box than there is in the pizza. Yeah, it's not quite the same with, but VHS boxes at the time were, you know, it was it was an expense, and so having a blank box with some black, that was very inexpensive. It was really attractive in terms of keeping the cost down. Yeah, and then we random we did the shrink wrap with the crayons at the factory. We did, you know, we. The same shrink wrap technology we use for the VHS boxes that we did on the decks. So that was like a no-brainer. That makes sense. Because around this time in, in Trans World Thrasher, lots of ads are black and white. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On top of that, the magazines are insanely thin. They're probably at all-time thin at this point. Yep. Yeah. So if you wanted yeah, definitely if you wanted it looked like if you wanted to save some money, you're getting the black and white ad. Yeah. Yeah. So what Jim, did you save the blocks? Do you still have the blocks? I have the blocks. They've been autographed by everyone involved in the production. Each block. No, I have no idea. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I think I, I think I took them to school and put them on the playground at school. That's amazing. I know. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's incredible. Well, that's a good, good use of them. You know? Yeah. Yeah. What does George say when you say, "Hey, I want to uh, make some crayons." Because they, they they had were they were properly the wrapping around the crayons was like Powell logoed, yeah yeah. So how how do you source out you know crayon wrapper printing? Well, we it, we had uh, that was all done in house. I mean, oh, we wow. we peeled the other wrappers off. Uh-huh. I don't think they were Crayola brand. I think they were a lesser brand. You just got the which generic was kind of disappointing. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, we 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 had a Canon color copier at that point. And we just created our, you know, and Jim Knight was fantastic at doing stuff like that. He could, you know, lay it up and print a hundred at a time. And then, you know, somebody, some of the, typically what would happen, there were, 
people working in administration in the accounting department and you know maybe they were not busy so here's some scissors cut these apart you know stick these on i mean it was you know powell was there was a lot of that sort of uh camaraderie to, you know to get product done it's kind of like envelope stuffing and when we mm -hmm. had to send out the intelligence report or whatever i mean people pitched in and there was you know there was probably beer involved and maybe pizza and I don't know, maybe people were smoking weed outside the door or something, but, um, you know, there, it was, they, we were, we were good at doing that. It was a good community of people. That's cool. That seemed to be yeah. also be like a little thing for all, because I remember the first birdhouse video came with a little, like a three or five pack of lifesavers, or maybe they were mints, but it was oh, wrapped yeah. with a little, you know, it had the tin foil wrapper but then the, the outer paper wrapper was like oh, yeah, I, think so. that's right. I was like oh that's just the new thing you get a video and then you get like a little trinket shrink wrapped with yeah. it or something yeah but there's one more part i want to talk about and that's after the credits there's a really cool 70s i think there's even a few 60 1960s clips in there too uh that's cut to the steve miller band uh rocking yeah. me and yeah, this looks like were george and stacy like archiving films yes or and yeah. so they just had a you had an archive in the powell yeah. library or something and yeah and that was that footage is from hal jepson mm -hmm. and hal jepson was a filmmaker an independent you know guy cameraman making his own little films yeah because um, there's skateboard surfing. madness clips in here yeah yeah and uh we stacy and and george had bought maybe not all but i think as much of that footage of house footage as they could mm -hmm. and and i i just i i loved it because i skated those places all of those places that's bellagio and kenter and paul mm -hmm. revere i skated those places in 63 and 64 and a lot of that footage was from like 67 68 and then there's i think there's some pipes footage in there too and that's yeah. definitely because i think the earlier footage there at bellagio is still clay wheeled I think those were some Makaha boards and some Hobie yeah. boards that were clay wheeled. Yeah, is that and Torger later, Johnson with the striped shirt, I think? Yeah, Torger yeah. Johnson, Danny Bear. Mm -hmm. um, I think his sister Wendy might even be in a couple of shots. There's a there's quite a few group shots. And and I, in terms of play, I mean, in all seriousness, uh, I just think a lot of that is really playful. It's just kids in a schoolyard playing and they happen to be playing with skateboards. So all of the technical stuff is one thing, but I just thought it was a great way to finish up this whole concept of just, you know, being on earth and playing. And, and then at the end, I think there's some pipe footage and, I, and those are urethane wheels. Yeah. Be like nonstop kick turning at sunset and that. Yeah. To keep yeah. Up rocking me, baby. Yeah. Yeah. It looks really good. Yeah. yeah. That's a cool part, yeah. I kind of like how you have one Paul video, which is banned this, that kind of starts with that vibe. And yeah. then you kind of go all over the rainbow and then you have another video that sort of is all the banger stuff, the current stuff, and then it yeah. ends, it it ends on that yeah. same note. Good, yeah. good call, yeah. Matt. Well, that's good, Matt, because the, the band this, that was the era that Stacy started to dig after the historical footage. Mm -hmm. And so the idea of, you know, where is it? Who has it? And it's funny because the, the film Skater Dater, which was actually considered for the Academy Award, was made in 64 and I think released in 65. 
And Michael Murphy, my dad's favorite cameraman, was the cameraman on that film. And uh, Noel Black was the director of that film. And we attempted to get outtakes or some of the other footage or, and it turned out that he had it in a vault in Hollywood. We could never get him pinned down to be able to consider whether he would sell his extra footage or outtakes or whatever. Uh, so that never happened. And I had hoped with my dad's connection and my connection to Michael Murphy, that we would be able to perhaps get some things from him that had not been included in the film. So there was, that's when that started was uh, during band this and it, it continued over time. So it was a no brainer for me to put it in there. Cause I just, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. All right. So there it is play any, any quick final thoughts on the video? I know Jim, it was kind of like your last project and then, then you were out the door. And I couldn't play anymore. Couldn't play anymore. <laughs> is this Jim? Is this is this video kind of bittersweet for you in that regard? Or I mean, could you? I mean, you you said with the last episode that you know you you could sort of sense to us maybe a little bit of a degree that there was some writing on the wall. Yeah. Um, that some axes were going to be coming down or hammers were going to be coming down. But I know that this this was the the ending of a very storied career for you there and. Uh, well, and I, you know, what I've realized with the passage of time is that I, if you, not to get too psychoanalytical, but I was, I had to protect myself. Mm -hmm. And I had, within the surf industry and the action sports industry, I had been at a certain point, I would say in 89, 90, 91, I had become the de facto spokesperson for surfing, I mean, for skateboarding in the surf community. And Steve Pesman at Surfer, and then later he started the Surfer's Journal, he kind of pushed me into that role with the surf community. And I ended up on the Surf Industry Manufacturers Association Board of Directors, so SEMA. And so what happened was SEMA was a nonprofit trade association, and that gave me the information, the template, if you will, um, that wait a second, the skateboard industry needs this too. And so why is surfing? And so SEMA was treated very gingerly. And, and as it turns out, I discovered that they were being um, supported by Action Sports Retailer, the trade show company, and they were getting $100,000 a year from ASR. And they therefore had a really phenomenal budget and were able to get all sorts of uh, favors from the trade show company. And I, so I went, I went to the skateboard industry right around the time, like in late 92 and early 93. And I went to the skateboard industry and said, hey, we could do this. And so that gave me the motivation to create the International Association of Skateboard Companies, IAS. And I went to ASR and I said, okay, so where's our $100,000? I did the whole incorporation, the 501c3, created the, you know, the first board of directors, et cetera. I was named the executive director and boom, all of a sudden I ask existed. Turns out ASR wouldn't give I ask any money because the industry and the business and ASR's business was beginning to tank. And so I had to go back to the skateboard industry and say, okay, Fausto, we got to get some money. And so we, I raised enough money to get the, the whole lobbying program in place, letter writing campaign. And of course, 
that was successful enough that I was I ended up in Sacramento uh, appearing before legislators for about two years, 18 months, maybe 20 months. Larry Balma, publisher of Transworld, said, I think you should buy a sport coat. So I did. I bought a very simple uh, corduroy sport coat that I wore in Sacramento. And ultimately, it worked. You know, I, I generated, I was able, with the support of the companies, especially Eric Meyer at Simple, uh, Paul Schmidt, New Deal. I mean, there were some individuals that really went out of their way. Don Brown, Pierre Andre at, at, at Nice. Um, and that's where we got the liability law changed, tweaked in California. And there's 4,627 public skateboard parks in the United States today. So incredible. when I left Powell, it was like, oh, man, it was all neat and tidy. I had this job. I got paid. And then I asked, it was like, okay, I'm not getting paid. I'm a volunteer. I'm working my ass off, but I'm still involved in skateboarding, something that I was you know, passionate about in 1957. And weirdly enough, I'm still passionate about it today. That's great. So, That's great. Yeah. So that, you know, I was able to um, go back to our school and work full time. And, and I was the chairman of the board and the CEO at, at, at that nonprofit with 300 kids in the school, you know, responsible to about a thousand people every day. If you counted up all the kids and all of their parents and relatives, and that was play became an essential part of all of that. Because if you can't play in that role of being that responsible for the lives of children that are two years old up to 14 and 15, you are going to be stressed. You are going to be really... So, I, I mean, it's just weird how this parallel track between, you know, non-mainstream educational philosophy and pra uh, practice, non-mainstream activity, it all worked and it's still working today. I leave on Tuesday for the Smithsonian in Washington, D.C., to work on uh, the four wheels and a board tour that's going to go on the road in 2024. They're taking, uh, they're building an exhibit that is going to go to six museums around the country. Wow. That's great. Yeah. That's so amazing, Sean, man. Yeah. Sean Cliver and I are part of the committee and we're going to spend the week in Washington, DC at the museum. And it's, you know, it's all going on. Well, I'll say that they, they're, they'll, that will probably go well. They picked a couple good candidates for that position. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I, Larry, I, you know, this has been fantastic again, but I got to go. I understand. All good. Yep. All good. That's play. We thank you so much. I look forward to the next time. <laughs> <laughs> we got to do, we got to do like the 10 part life story at some point or oh, something. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll talk <laughs> soon. Thank you so much. Bob, any final comments on play? What song do you guys think get, uh, closes out this podcast from play? Oh, I don't know. Jamie's. I'm, I'm probably going with the Nine Inch Nails. You know. Oh, okay. I'm go, I, I gotta go with Maiden, dude. Hammerhead myself. I yeah. was gonna grab at the Pixies, so I don't know where's okay. it gonna go. <laughs> I feel like there's no wrong answers. That's true. Yeah, this yeah. this soundtrack really was like just really great. I'd go with probably Running with the Devil or the Nine Inch Nails song, right? Yeah. Maybe I'll put them all at the end. <laughs> just make a like a playlist like a two, at the end three hour podcast with just like seven songs at the end yeah right this 20 minute video uh generated a what hour and a half podcast did yeah you, it's funny how that happens did yeah. you guys know the song yeah we were kind of i was kind of accelerating it a little bit 
that we yeah. usually get a little more chatty because I knew Jim, we only had him for 90 minutes. So I was kind of just really trying to crank through it. But this was also a little more lighthearted than a lot of our other episodes have been, which is, has made it a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, this is Definitely. great. I, uh, I thank you guys for letting me sit in on, on, on Powell's play. This is somebody's, you know, this is somebody's band this. This is somebody's propaganda, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Someone's man. first video that they've seen, you know? So you know? they all got a special place for somebody. All the nay plays, all the naysayers for play, you know, but there's like, you know, there's people that appreciate this video for sure. All right. Thank you, Bob, so much. Thanks for having me on, guys. All right. We'll talk soon. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye, guys. All right. And there goes Bob. So thank you, Bob. And thank you, Jim. It was great having you guys on to talk about play. It was a very playful episode. It was definitely. Yeah. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. I think Jim gets a gold jacket now. Definitely. He's like the 10 timers club or something. Yeah. Something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. That was really fun. That was good. You know, when you have something like play, which is a short video Mm -hmm. and it's definitely not one of the more highly regarded, you know, Paul videos, I think generally speaking. Yeah. It's cool to have, you know, that kind of level of, of uh i don't know depth to go on it you know you got somebody who was like loved that video as a kid you got jim who is a big part of making it yeah so it's it's cool man yeah it was great definitely one that flies under the radar a bit for sure for sure and now the bones brigade audio show mailbag we are back with the Bones Brigade Audio Show mailbag, the moment you've all been waiting for. I know most of you have just fast forwarded to this part. Yeah, they so just scrub over immediately. Forget yeah. the, yeah, you don't Go need to the me. last 10 minutes of the show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, so we got John H. And he writes in and he says, hey guys, I'm watching the Endless Summer Revisited documentary from 2000 about Bruce Brown's films and specifically Endless Summer. Watching this, I'm surprised how similar the early Bones Brigade videos are to Bruce's films. My question is, has Stacy ever mentioned Bruce as an inspiration? I can imagine Stacy at least seeing these films when they came out in the 60s, but I don't recall him ever talking about Bruce. I was wondering if you guys knew anything about the similarity in styles and if you had some insight. Thank you, John H. P.S. to Larry. Stay away from alternative versions of chaos. Mm. We don't need another video eight debacle. Also feel also feel better soon. Thank you, John. Thanks, John. The endless summer, in or just the Bruce. What's what's the gen- Bruce Brown? The, Bruce, Bruce Brown. Brown. Yeah, I would imagine he's got to be somewhat of an influence on Stacy or the. Or the I would. Early movies. I would think so. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know for sure. But what I am sure about is there's definitely. I don't know what you would call a tribute shot in Animal Chin mm-hmm. or, Animal Chin. or uh, how, yeah. what would you how would you describe a tribute or yeah I mean it's it's clearly I mean it's yeah. clearly um, you know there's that scene there it's right after the uh, right before they go get uh, yeah they're having dinner food in the... Hawaii it's right after the yeah. wallow scene and they're yeah. all kind of on the beach and it's at sunset mm-hmm. I think it's Guerrero or Lance or somebody's got the board kind of up on their head it's kind of like just looks like the the, the movie poster the, the movie sun poster. setting in the background it's yeah. all red for yeah. the summer mm-hmm. uh, and it's almost like they had to have um kind of posed it like that yeah you, you think yeah I, I think so. I, yeah I definitely think so I mean I saw it in the summer I'm trying to think maybe I saw it in the 90s but I'm not super 
I don't know it super well. I don't know if there's any other kind of influence there. You know, I might have to go revisit in the summer. I can tell you that that scene though, uh, and the line, let's go deal some meal is one that like lives in my head rent free to this day. I say it all the time daily. Yeah. Daily. Let's go deal some meal. So I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that line was an endless summer, but Hey, probably not. Uh, Yeah, no, but I, I, yeah, I I would, I would have to say that that's, you know, Stacy coming from that surf background and having, Mm -hmm. such a you know, having, having that play so into his early upbringing and all that. I would, I would say probably. And plus there was so much less to choose from back then in terms of who you were inspired by. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, and that's anyway, something, you know, one day, you know, we'll have Stacy on the show and we could, we could ask we could him. Ask him. We'll yeah. ask him. So anyway, um, as far as alternative versions of chaos, I don't know if we can make you any promises on that, but we'll try. We'll try. We'll try to investigate. We'll that. try. We'll try to stay away. So thank you, John. So we have Tony K and he writes, Hey guys, I wanted to thank you for taking the time to dig up and post the lost episode of skate TV. I'm the guy who initially wrote in asking about it. Uh, I stated in that, yeah, I stated in that first email that a group of my friends attended the premiere and they could be seen front and center in the crowd shot after Tate says, even top pro Tony Hawk was there and the crowd went wild. We've been searching for this episode for years. One of my friends who appeared in that shot went as far as to actually contact Nickelodeon to see if they had it sitting in their archives, but no luck was to be had. After finding and listening to your podcast, I knew that if there was any hope of ever finding that episode, it was with you guys. So thank you for helping us to turn the page on this decades-long mystery. And thank you for all that you've done and are doing. The show is great, and I look forward to every episode. So wow. Thank you, Tony. Yeah, thank you, Tony. Wow, I think I know which people that the... Oh, yeah, it's clear. I mean, there's friends, only... Yeah, yeah they, right. the, the camera yeah. pans across the crowd, and they stand up. I think yeah. it's, it's got to yeah. be those guys. That is super cool. And I, I, I'm really stoked that Tony, that you kind of brought this to our attention because I was not aware of it. And for me, seeing it was awesome. As, maybe not as awesome because I'm not, I maybe yeah. I'm in there somewhere as like a little blob in the background. Uh-huh. But I was further back. I wasn't up front. But that must have probably brought back memories seeing that clip. Totally, of the dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. And there's like a shot in the at the beginning where like I think it's all for the the guys like running up the steps. Yeah, in the in and, the front. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I just remember it, man. It brings back a ton of memories. The banner that was hanging up up on the on the building that day and everything, and uh, it was sick, man. So yeah, Tony, I, thank you. Yeah, because like I, I I got something out of it too. Yeah, like so. I we've we've said I don't remember, you know, because skate TV would come on, I would tape it, and then throughout the week I'd probably watch it, you know, half a dozen times or something until sure. you know the next one came out that Sunday. But you know, so I was rewatching these episodes back then, but I do not remember that segment yeah. for some reason. Yeah, so I was super happy that he brought that to our attention, or I probably never would have you know, gotten those tapes out because as far as I knew, there's some guy that's all got them all anyway. on YouTube. Right. Yeah. 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 So, so that said, yeah, like go check out, um, go check out our Instagram. I think Larry, you posted that clip up the other day mm-hmm. um, or go check out our YouTube. You can see that clip. You can see the whole show. 
Yeah, I put there. up the whole pilot episode and then I isolated that band this clip as its own separate little thing. Yeah. And then I also put that on Instagram too. We might have talked about this in the intro. So if we did, you can. Just oh, yeah, we yank, probably yank, did. Yank yeah. That was ones. hours ago. I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was hours ago. But speaking but... of band this premiere, Matt, I'm going to give you a mission right here. Okay. Now, so in the Bones Brigade intelligence report that covers the band this premiere, there's yeah. a photograph of a local St. Louis news team interviewing Jim Fitzpatrick. Okay. Let's find out which channel, how many affiliates are there? And there's probably like an NBC. Back then there would have yeah. been two or three, three or four. Okay. ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox. You sh we should find out who it is. Maybe you can see on the camera, like if it's channel two or four or whatever. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You should try to reach out and see if they have. I mean, we know the date of the premiere. Okay. You know, you could say, I'm looking for a segment that aired sure. on this yeah. day. Let's try to find that clip. Okay. That would be pretty amazing. Yeah. It, it, depending on who it is or what station it was on, I have some friends that work in like local media. Wow. So it's go. possible that, uh, yeah, we'll see. Can you, if you can send me that photo, I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll see if I'll, I can I'll track it, it down. Yeah, that would be pretty fun. But also, Tony reached out to Nickelodeon and they said, like, we don't know, they must have those somewhere, right? Who would have those? But they I were, don't know, dude, you, just you like, know what I mean? Yeah, you know, you got to think like Nickelodeon that that That's was huge, probably something just like odd years ago. I don't know ago. what you're talking about, get lost. No, you know? yeah, yeah, I mean, who God only knows where that stuff is, yeah, you know, and some, I mean, it's probably still exists, but who knows. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That was, you know, millions of hours of footage ago. So, yeah. Well, Tony, I'm glad that we could help you re, re get reunited with this, with this clip. And that, yeah. make, that makes me happy that, uh, you know, we, we brought that out to the world. And then I guess, you know, no, that, that, that entire episode has never been on the internet before or Not whatever. That I so, know of. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It's sick. Oh, also, I want to mention, Tony also sent us a very nice monetary support. Oh yeah. Uh, thank you. Tony. Yeah. So yes, thank definitely. you, Tony, for that. He bought um, us a coffee. He bought us a coffee. Yeah. He bought yeah. us a few coffees. actually. A few coffees. Yeah. So yeah. Matt and I split that nice payment you sent us and, you know, yeah, dude. bought ourselves That's some awesome. lunch. So thank you, Tony. Yeah. Thank you very much, man. All right. So we have Mike C and he writes, Larry and Matt, I loved your interview with Robert Kittela. It was so great to hear Robert's stories about filming and editing all those classic Bones Brigade video segments. I mean, this dude filmed Frankie Hill's Gap Ollie. So insane. Keep the episodes coming. Thank you, yeah, Mike. Robert had got his fingerprints like all over the majority of those videos. So it's like, I, you know, there was some stuff he talks about that, like, to me is tantamount to like being there at like the signing of the Declaration of Independence. Yes. Yeah. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I'd rather be there. You know, I'd rather be watching the frankie hill gap yeah in real life you know like mm -hmm. that's insane yeah he's talking about this stuff and it's like you know yeah i mean it's film, like it's nothing filming. and i mean i'm going like this is like my entire childhood you're talking about like yeah. this is the stuff i watched every day before i went out to skate and you're the guy that you were you were just there for it. like and, and to you it was saw just it with your own eyes yeah. yeah yeah pretty rad so cool robert is an amazingly nice dude super super, super nice great guy yep and uh i bet you that you know i i don't know like we talked about about this before but it would be cool to try to have him back on and and just get get some more stories out of him because you know like 
Yeah. We didn't even, we didn't even get close to it. Yep. Yeah. We'll have them back for sure. So right, that, is, that's is that it. The last we're, one. We're going to call it, man. This All has right. been a long, this has been a long episode longer than I was expecting for play, which is not long. Yeah. And we, I felt like we even kind of rushed it. I mean, we only had Jim for a little while, so I was kind of yeah pushing the pace a little bit. Yeah. 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 All right. That's it for the mailbag. If you want to write in and we would love you to do that, you can do so by going to our website at the bones brigade audio show.com. Click on our contact page. You can just type in your message, hit enter, and we will get it or just send us a DM on Instagram. That works too. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Let us know. Go, everyone go watch play. There's a decent rip of it on YouTube. Check that yeah. out and then uh, send us in your thoughts and feelings about play and we will read it at the end of the next episode. Yeah, let us know how many, um, you know, all alternative ed edits of this video are floating around oh out there. Oh my God, if someone comes you know? forward with like, I have this two hour edit of <laughs> yeah. uh, play. It's got like, uh, it's got Mike Steve Dare and Paulo Diaz. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Frazier. Yeah. Oh my God. Let's hope not that that Cross doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Crazy. All right. Let's shut this oh, down. We're man. getting silly. All right. We'll be back soon with another episode, but until then I'm Larry. I'm Matt reminding you to never stop searching for chin. Have a great night.